You're being recorded. Hi, Paul. Okay, what's this attitude? Let's talk about it. <laughs> what's this? What I just doing? ate too many. I ate too many carrots. Don't do that. I know. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I've told. I've told you how many times have I told you not to do that? <laughs> You're always doing that. No, my tummy well, hurts. Why did? Oh my god. <laughs> what were you? Did you? Were they? What were they? Sticks or or baby carrots? Did you baby carrots. I like to eat the carrot like Bugs Bunny. You know, makes me feel really cool. It might be the coolest I feel. Like you know, smoking drinking all the regular cool guy stuff when you bite into a carrot and you chew on it and you still got a big carrot in your hand that's my favorite thing to do that's pretty cool thank you carrots are tasty aren't they they are i forgot i didn't eat lunch today so i got home and i had a bunch of carrots <laughs> that's all that's a problem yeah because <laughs> uh it's a problem when you don't eat at all Cause that's the worst you feel after, cause you always think like, oh, now I can eat like two Taco Bell meals. You know, I didn't eat all day. I can eat two Taco Bell meals. And then you try to eat it and you get through like half of a taco and you're like, fuck, I yeah. can't, I, my stomach shrank too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I just yeah. ate a bunch of carrots. Yeah. Carrot, carrots. Carrots. <laughs> uh, Okay, so the, I guess the start, the show has began. Uh, my name is Paul. This is Neighbors Trash. Uh, presumably, there's another human on this. I have not met them. I hear that they enjoy carrots. <laughs> uh, they're uh, uh, here as well. Kelly? Hey, Paul. <laughs> How are you? Welcome to the show. Um <laughs> And you are fucking on today. <laughs> I've been, uh, well, my plan was to go outside and take a walk because I usually get an itch to take, like, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to walk for like six hours because I've just been inside too long. And then it stormed here all day. Mm. Uh, so then I got real stir crazy because I'm like, I, I was ready. You know, I had it marked like, this is the day I'm going to do my big walk. But tomorrow is going to be a lovely day. It's going to be like a high of 70. Um Damn. Yeah, we're getting some like 60s stuff too most of the day. So very excited. Oh. I'm gonna take yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take a nice long walk down by the Why lake. Why are you so much cooler than us? We're in the 90s today. Holy shit, really? Well, yeah. Wow. Uh we are pretty cool. Thanks for noticing. You're welcome. Um, I <sighs> what? I so I just am sorry I said it. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> well um so neighbor's trash is a show where we uh we'll take a movie and then we'll find an actor now i wanted to propose something because this is an ever-changing uh, it's a, a living organism that grows neighbor's trash it evolves it becomes something new and... i need you to settle down <laughs> just a little bit and as it grows it it takes on new it takes on a new meaning you know, just like a lot uh -huh. of uh, words have different meanings, uh, completely new meanings. And I don't think this is completely new, but uh, Neighbors Trash Now, what we're doing is we're taking, uh, we're, we're watching Scream 6. We already watched it. Um, and then we are going to find an actor that was in Scream 6. And uh, not specifically Scream 6 anymore. Um, this specific episode. So we watched Scream 6. We took an actor from Scream 6. We watched a film. 
Now, Kelly, I just wanted to point out that this movie we watched was a lot like Scream 6. Um, I'll say, too, that the, the spoilers for Copycat and for Scream 6, just up front. So, you know, if you haven't uh, watched either of those movies, you know that. Well, I don't know how much Scream 6 will spoil. I just wanted to. I was interested in the fact that it was very um, like, you know, it was a killer that was imitating other killers and recreating their crimes and then he did it because he he wanted to uh he wanted to be famous and one of the main lady uh the main character in this movie's name uh is uh Sydney Gale i thought that was interesting <laughs> but she was both of those characters cuz she also um she's being hunted this this was the person's this killer's mess we'll get into this whole movie and we'll talk a little bit more i don't want to rush right into it but um her the whole plan this killer has is to eventually have the main character of this movie be the last kill similar to scream six um throughout they're, they're copying the old murders they're they figure this out so they can figure out the pattern um a lot of the stuff it it, it has a it has a uh a uh, bulletproof vest um the characters at the end it's kind of a similar ending sort of as well less of a reveal and more of a like you know this is why i did it and uh you know a big kind of showdown thing we think somebody's dead it turns out they're not and they save the day um you know very 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 screamy in general but i think we could tie it pretty easily into Scream 6 just because of the extra copycat element as well. Yeah, you know, that's true. I didn't even really notice that. And they also have the iconic, they they kept doing the fuck you back yeah, to the, yeah. the uh, murderer. So like, yeah, that was very Scream-like. And he gave a very Scream performance at the end. If we were ranking ghost faces, he'd be, you know, top five. Uh, yeah, he did have a very a ghost ghost face like because yeah yeah he, he like uh, ghost face he had a very clear plan and it didn't go his way and he was getting frustrated at the end so yeah our was whole, very, yeah very ghost face our whole show could be trying to f- rank ghost faces and they're just you know ranking the killers of movies like this yeah um, I don't know how often this will accidentally happen though. I, I know. I mean, I'm saying we'd be more purposeful with our choices, but no, you're saying it's going to always happen and you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> um, we, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the movie. We'll break it down in case you haven't seen it. Um, I don't know. I how don't pop- know how po- yeah. uh, popular this movie is. I've never, I'd never heard of it before. No, I have not either. Um, it's w- kind of strange that, because it's like I didn't find anything that said like, oh, at the time it wasn't considered mm-hmm. to be good or it flopped. It's just kind of like, oh, it was a movie and people liked it. It like, seemed like from what I read that it came out like while a bunch of the movies with a similar idea were coming out. Oh, sure. And so it just got kind of lost in the shuffle is what um, uh, I read. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I think uh, Seven. Uh, was brought up in one of the reviews. I think that had come out pretty recently. And I could see this being a movie where it's like, if it weren't for Seven, uh, we might be talked about a little bit more. You know what I mean? Right. Because I guess I didn't even realize how big of a like a cast it had. Like I like like I said to you, 
when I first started watching it is that I think that's the reason I didn't need because I didn't look at the cast or anything I just started playing this movie and so when Sigourney Weaver was in the opening shot I just assumed that was a woman that looked an awful lot like Sigourney Weaver you know because I was like she's not going to be in this because I guess I guess in my mind like we kept bringing up these movies that were just like dumb old movies that I was like oh that's just like a stupid old movie and so like when we got to this one it's like oh this is just some movie that no one's ever seen them like it's not gonna have Sigourney Weaver in it you know and then it had Holly Hunter and I I knew it had dirt I never know how to say his name Dermont because he was he's the reason we watched it for Scream but like even he wasn't like a big name when he was young you know like yeah it was it was bizarre to me yeah, I suppose so. I think it's it was surprising that I I was under the impression I had never heard of it. Um, I also didn't look at anything. I tend to I like to do that with movies. Like I'll learn about stuff after, you know. Like it's fun to not even get a hint of of being like spoiled. I'm sorry, I said there were cops in this movie yesterday. Uh that was a joke. Did it get a big laugh? <laughs> uh, yes, from me. I I was laughing internally. Oh, good. That's how I like people to laugh the most. I do that a lot. Just so we can keep it quiet. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, so I did go into it cold as well. And I was surprised. I my What happened to me, though, was that I paused it real right quick. And Mm -hmm. I was watching it on Amazon. I don't know why I switched real to right. Like that was more correct. That felt like I was doing it to be folksy. So I apologize. I just want to apologize to our audience. I don't want to have to make a whole nother episode where I apologize. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I was about to say real quick. And then I switched it to right quick. Uh, That's folksy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And so I was watching on Amazon and I paused it. And if you pause a movie on Amazon, it pulls up. Oh, yeah, that, it tells you. Who's yeah, in that. The... Yeah, yeah. See, it's in the current scene. In the current scene. Yeah. And the first scene of this movie, spoiler, is uh, is uh, she's uh, giving a lecture. So it said her name right away, and then also said, um, uh, Harry, Harry Connick Connick Jr. Jr. Yeah, 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 because he's in the crowd. So yeah, and I. I didn't know that was him until you said it was him. Cause like, I was just like, this guy's accent is annoying. And then it was Harry Connick Jr. With his hair dyed a strange red color uh, talking in a, I guess when he was originally talking, I didn't even register it as an accent. I just thought he was talking gibberish. Yeah. I was like, is he even fucking saying words? Like the way he was talking? I like, I was like, okay, maybe he's like supposed to be some like, I, I guess at first I thought he was a hallucination of hers because of the way she reacted seeing him in the crowd. And so when he started talking to her, I was like, oh, he's like talking gibberish. This must be like her hallucination. So it took me a minute to like get into the movie because I was like, what is happening? What? Yeah, I, I guess I have some questions about that. Yeah, I, his accent is weird. He's got these this fake teeth. He's supposed to be Southern. Is he, he's not Southern. He's not a Southern man. Is By he? the end, he is a Southern man. But in that opening scene, it's any fucking person's guess what accent that is supposed to be. Yeah, he's like kind of like a just a random guy that's just babbling. It didn't even sound it didn't sound like a Southern accent. Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird performance. It did get better. Um, 
But yeah, by the end, I could, I knew what he was saying. It's kind of like nobody wanted to tell him. Like this is this is weird. But <laughs> he, I mean, he did commit to it. I liked his uh, what he did. Honestly, we'll get into that more. But he's from New Orleans. This guy. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. No, the um, the uh, criminal guy. That's a joke. Oh. Yes, yeah, it, it, Harry Connick Jr. Um. Oh, so uh, okay. Uh, your jokes aren't landing for me right now, right here. You right ate too now, many carrots. That's I why I carrots. told you not to do that because when you eat too many <laughs> characters, my jokes don't work anymore. So that's okay, why. So go back for a second. So is Harry Connick Jr. from New Orleans? He's from New Orleans, yeah. Okay. I just, my joke was I was somehow able to look up that he's from New Orleans as if he's got like his own Wikipedia. It was too, it was not a good joke. And again, I would like to apologize to the audience. I will be releasing a separate video where I apologize. But yes, I, I apologize for that joke as well. So that's only, is that two jokes so far? Um, so I guess let's go ahead and start out. Did you want to, did you want to say anything before we get started here? No. <laughs> I did want to say that we were about to watch uh, a movie called... Uh, last one in that had uh what's that guy's name josh something i'm sorry sir the guy from the other two the other two and he was um the guy whose name i forget in scream six he's the boyfriend um and it's just a god-awful movie it's i thought you grew on you you said no god no i uh absolutely i mean i laughed but like it's like it didn't make any sense as a movie. It was so frustrating how it was like, it was paced absurdly. And like, it really felt like it was like they filmed separate movies and then just cut them together as best they could. And yeah. was they were like, okay, in this one, these people didn't exist. They tried to do this whole thing where they, they were buying this tennis court in, inside tennis court, indoor tennis court. And, um, but they like only kind of made that part of the story. It has this really bad parody of Survivor, which this movie came out in 2016. Like, has Survivor been relevant for, you know, 15 years at this point? Like, I don't know. It was just a bunch of things where I'm like, why are you, why does everybody know who she is from Survivor? Um, that was her whole thing. She kills, I can't remember the name of the creatures, those big buggy eye things. And she kills it on accident, and it's it's a um, endangered species. So they all hate her, but it's like everybody hated her. And it's like who everybody's watching Survivor, or was it that big of a story outside of it? But like I've also seen that happen so often, and like it's hard to even explain this movie because it was just so disconnected and like it was completely all over the place and like sometimes people were funny but it almost felt like it was just in spite of the movie you know hmm. so um no it's a terrible 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 comedy it didn't i've seen two movies that were too much like this and the other one was called hairbrained and hairbrained is the same sort of thing where it's a comedy that a treats parker posey like absolute shit makes brendan fraser unlikable and is just one of the i had to finish both of these movies because i couldn't believe how just disjointed and weird and like 
just like, why are you making these choices? Like anybody, I feel like with any knowledge who's ever seen a movie could write a like, okay, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. It's like, but this is also a comedy. Like, why are you trying to, I don't even know what they were trying to do. Like I it just, they're baffling movies. And like, I part, I had like my hands on my head, like couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know? <laughs> so no, I, I guess it's almost, it's fast. I'd be interested for you to watch it just if you get the same reaction that I did, but I just, I don't know if this was a very, cause both these movies came out around the same time, like mid 2010s and I don't know if that was just a, like they're both kind of seem like they're you know not like big comedies you know there were um like b comedies i guess um wait that the one you watched was from 2010 i thought it was new it was from 2016 i said mid 2010s yeah um so no it wasn't wasn't new so i don't know if this is a trend or if there's a bunch of these just maybe they were just pumping them out because it's sort of that and it has that horrible like netflix look where like it's it's like too bright and there's no contrast and like it's just not nice to look it's like a commercial you know like and so it's like are they just cheap like send them to netflix kind of things or is this just a style of comedy that i just was completely unaware of don't know don't know but anyway um did you you didn't want to talk about any movies now no, did you? I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about copycat. Let's talk about copycat. So uh, I didn't have the chance to write the notes that I usually do. So I have Wikipedia pulled up just to kind of guide us through the plot. But I don't. I don't know if you took notes. But I, I, I wrote get... as I was watching the movie. I did just kind of write what scenes happen and what. Okay, order. good. That's what I usually do, but I just didn't have time to do that this time but I have atrocious handwriting. So I'm literally like trying to figure out what I said. Um, Well, we know that it opens in the lecture hall. So Sigourney Weaver is giving a guest lecture, which cracked me up because it's uh, she's, she is like a leading expert on serial killers. And so she starts her lecture by having groups of people sit down. So she has uh, like everyone, but the um, um, white men between the ages of 20 and 35 i think or were who's standing up and she was just kind of like these are the people that you're looking for to be serial killers so thought that was funny because it's just like stand up any of these men could be serial killers yeah and she was was right because uh uh at least one of them as we learn very quickly is one so yeah maybe two was the other guy there i wasn't i wasn't gonna spoil it but yeah there were two there were two. I didn't realize you were not trying to spoil something. It's well, something that I didn't even under. I guess I missed. Uh, so oh, that he was in the. I I only knew because I I looked on Wikipedia and the trivia, and it well, said that he was in several of the well, scenes. Well, I guess then you're the expert. <laughs> this would be so much funnier if you hadn't eaten all those carrots. It's not my fault. <laughs> He's, what i wrote out all these jokes i knew you were <laughs> gonna say that and i wrote out here well you're the expert and i underlined oh. it i said big laugh <laughs> in parentheses i think that's your problem you're not gonna get a big laugh from me <laughs> was that right okay well 
I didn't realize. So uh, <laughs> continue. Whenever people write big laugh in a performance, they don't expect it from another person on the stage. Oh, you're saying that I should be expecting it from the audience, not from you. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm not reading my own notes correctly. I didn't actually know what I did when I wrote my notes. I understand. You fool, you absolute fool. Okay, I'll make that note here. I'm so our our uh, Sigourney Weaver character, who is named Helen, so she's making her speech. She's saying they're serial killers. And then she sees who we think she recognized a person in the crowd um, and she has a reaction while, when she sees this person, he's staring at her. And this is what I kind of alluded to earlier that I guess it's not really clear at that moment if it's a hallucination of hers or if she's actually seeing that person because she kind of shakes it off mm -hmm. and finishes her speech. So she's just kind of like, and there that is. Those are all the serial killers I know from A to Z and everyone claps. Um and at the the beginning of the scene, it kind of, it happens very quickly because like she's in that she's in that seminar and she walks out and uh, very right away you realize that Helen is a very important person because she has three police officers escorting mm -hmm. her around the hallway. Mm -hmm. So clearly, uh, this is not her. Like she like I don't know if serial killers are after her all the time. Uh, at this point, I guess did this person attack her both previously? Did I miss that? Yes. So he had escaped. Here's my understanding. And um, he had escaped from prison and that's why he was there. And he, um, yeah. And I, I believe he had, he had attacked her before. And I think this is what push will get into what happens to uh, Helen afterwards, but that's kind of what pushes her over because she thought she was safe. So I believe either that or she somehow, oh, 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 I think it was, this is, this is great. This is what our podcast is. I think it was that she helped to get, to, to, uh, to get him convicted. I see. Okay. That makes and, sense. And then this is his revenge. So she had not been okay. attacked previously, but that's why he's coming after her. So, yeah, and this escalates very quickly. So so she's uh, needs to use the restroom. So all these police officers, uh, they're very bad at their job right away. Like, uh, all, of like <laughs> all of them. Yeah. First of all, two of them just walk away to go to the restroom themselves. So it's like, so you guys, I, I, you're supposed to be like escorting this woman around. You're just going to run off to the restroom when she has to go to the restroom. Like. You gotta you gotta do a buddy system or something. So two of them run off. And then the the cop that stays with her comes into the restroom with her to check the skulls. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of yells. He's just kind of like, is anybody in here? Nobody answers him. He sees what he thinks is a woman's legs. So he says, Oh, sorry, ma'am. And then he just leaves. He doesn't question that woman. He doesn't ask her to say anything. He doesn't wait until she leaves, yeah. which is what you'd think that he would do, is like at least like be like okay we have a person in here you gotta go or something as stupid as that is too but he just is just kind of like well yep that's a woman all right in here for the right reasons all right i'm gone so he leaves uh immediately this this the person in the stall takes off their shoes and you realize those are man feet they're man you're like, feet fuck 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 yeah um so I yeah, thought it was man. funny too that the cop, like, he was kind of aggressive with the the well, opening the other stall door. So he checks them all, 
and then yeah. gets to her and it's just like oh there's somebody in here okay like yeah like you said too it's like appears to be a woman like yeah gonna check that out not gonna wait until she gets up or like a person who's not responding to a like a random man in the like if if his whole job is to check this room Mm -hmm. just seeing that there are legs there that's a person that you need to be like hey like what do you do like are you anything all of this is invasive to this person's privacy if it was just a person in the in the bathroom but like that person should have to respond to you if this is your job, you know, yeah. or at least if they don't respond to you, he should have waited and seen if it was a threat. I enjoy worst how- bodyguard <laughs> ever. I enjoy how bad, consistently bad, all the cops are in this movie. It's I like, know it's beautiful. Like it's just um, like they're all horrible. Like I'd even say like are the, the ones we follow around the most. Like, absolutely are pretty They're bad all terrible <laughs> or just i mean pretty, as, like, we'll learn as we go and... just how bad they are yeah. but uh but yeah and then immediately after this she gets attacked by who we find out to be the man that was in the crowd is the man that escaped from prison and he is in the bathroom stall waiting for helen how he knew she was going to go straight to the restroom and be the only one in there i have no idea but he Very was ready question. for that yeah um, and so his plan, he throws a a wire over her stall and pulls her up. So she's being choked. So she's hanging from the top of the stall from a bar choking and she's like pulling on the thing, but she, like she's saved by her high heels kind of pushing her up on the seat. So she's right. not like choking, choking. And then this is what infuriated me to no end. The cop hears yeah. the struggle and comes in. And he sees Helen hanging there by her, like she's got something around her neck. She's about to be hung. And his first action is not to cut her down. He's just be like, I got to assess this situation and find out what's going on in here. So he's like looking for another person and he's like doing it slowly. He's not yeah. like, like cut her down. <laughs> as far as he's, con- the cop is concerned, she is dying. Like she yeah. is being strangled and she's actively needs- choking. And like, or like could easily slip her. She has high heels on a toilet seat. Like yeah. she could easily slip off of there and end up really hurting herself or killing herself. And like this cop is, yeah, that well, I, everyone's thought the reviews I've read mention this like really yeah it's like a very much like a what the hell are you doing like you could you could do your best to rationalize it as um oh well he didn't like he doesn't know where this guy is he wanted to make sure but like even that yeah he walked in like he had all the time in the world to do anything like he like had his gun raised like he was like sneaking around i was like you gotta make like a choice buddy you can't just Go in being like, all right, it's time to like now to look for clues. Yeah. That's right. how he approached the situation. There's a woman being strangled in front of you. It He's is like, not time to look for clues. Yeah. And it, it, the the one of the big themes of this movie, I feel, is that comps are shitty at their jobs and kind of like suck as human beings. And I'm all for that. Um, I do think that they actually kind of like I, I, whether it's intentional or not, like obviously some of the heroes of this movie are cops, like, but it's 
funny to me just how often they are beyond incompetent. They are like actually doing harm um, because of, honestly, all of them like, but yeah, we'll get in more into that in a bit. But um, so, yes, uh, we are now in the bathroom. And then what happens after the cop comes in? Uh, so he get the cop um, after he does a little looksy around and dilly dallying. Uh, he gets attacked by the serial killer guy, and I think he gets his throat slit. If I remember, he correctly. does. And like uh, the the killer kind of uses him for a little bit. The thing I thought was, I just noted this. I thought this was kind of interesting because I don't know if ever maybe I don't know. I I don't remember seeing this before. But he holds the knife up before he he slits the cop's throat, and like you can see blood as like the knife's on the throat. And I just felt like that was an interesting touch. Like, yeah, it's like, it's still going to cut you, you know? Like, I just don't, like most people have these knives up to their throats and it's like, oh, they're fine. Like, as long as he doesn't do the final motion, like there's no damage there. But I just thought that was a small, but like kind of interesting touch just to have like something there before he, he does the deed. They're like, thank you. We studied with a serial killer to see, like, yeah, when you hold up a knife to someone, <laughs> it does cut them. And they're like, ah, oh, yes. And he wrote oh, it down. Very good. <laughs> very he, good. Very good. <laughs> he slits the cop's throat, shoots him twice, and then says, I hate cops. <laughs> Got him. And then. Um, I, uh, you're going to have to guide, I think, because. Um, I think from here we meet we meet the other two cops that are in our journey. But I, I like I said, I didn't take notes, so there's, you might have to guide. There's one small scene before that, if, according to my notes, and that is that okay. she wakes up immediately. Helen wakes up as if it were a nightmare, um, and we are now, I believe, almost twelve months into the thirteen months into the future um, from this event. And she is uh, agoraphobic now and oh, she yeah. is not like she's clearly been trapped in her. This is all taking place in San Francisco, by the way. Um, and she has not left her just absolutely stunning apartment. She must really make a lot of money doing what she does. But it's just got a, a beautiful view, fantastic, uh, gorgeous apartment. She's she's assume assuming she's not working at the moment so she's has the ability to not work for 13 months and why not but also it's all she's clearly completely rattled by the situation can't leave i don't think we quite we don't get the only thing i noted in here so i don't think it happens yet is that we get some very 90s computers um oh yeah that's a little later but yeah we get the shot of, we don't see anything really happen with it, but we see her computers and we see, they had that old, like uh, those bubbles, like the multicolored bubbles that just like pop up, they keep popping up and fill up your screen. Just a oh, yeah. very like- Cause she, yeah, I guess yeah. in this scene, she is on like some kind of chat room with I think other agoraphobics or something. Cause she like yes. asked somebody like, how long have you been? And like the other woman was like six months. And she goes, I got you beat. And I was like, it's not a contest, Sigourney. Yeah. This like, lady was like ready to talk to you about having <laughs> a panic attack. And you're just like, ah, fuck you. I've been stuck in my house longer. I have been not treated longer than you. <laughs> and I'm doing way worse. <laughs> So yeah, we get we get that set up and then we get I just wrote um I was unfamiliar with 
with how these cops are going to be. So I just wrote cops sucking because it was, uh, uh, what I should know this actor's name. I mean, it's the fucking reason we oh, watch this. German McGorgie. Dermot McGorgie was, uh, <laughs> uh, there. Um, and he, uh, he was one of the cops. His name His is name Ruben. is Ruben in the movie. Yeah. So we will call him Ruben. And, uh, the lady cop played by uh, Holly Hunter, whose name was Jace. MJ. MJ. Right. Okay. Um, MJ and Ruben. And it's this very, another scene that just makes you think it's like, okay, maybe they're just, maybe they're making a point about cops in this movie because they are doing like a, like they're, they're busting it, pretending they're busting in this person's house. And Ruben just immediately sh- shoots, like fires like 10 shots. Like this is a training <laughs> exercise, and he's just like, like, and then she's the the lady's like, well, you're you're gonna kill this guy, and it's like they're talking about, and this is a, a whole another topic, but cops busting into people's houses in the middle of the night, like, and being surprised when that person wakes up and doesn't know what the fuck is going on so they get a weapon and try to defend themselves because again they have no fucking idea this is the police yeah they they think it's a break-in so like anyway that's a whole nother thing but like so they um uh ruben shoots 10 times and then uh holly or uh, we'll call her mj mj um is like well if you if you know if you, you know, you would have killed him. Like, what you got to do is shoot him twice in the shoulder, and 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 Ruben's like, I am apparently a new cop, even though that's not really established anywhere else in this movie. But apparently, <laughs> that's how he would handle a situation. He'd say like, freeze, and then shoot a guy ten times. So good for him. Classic Ruben. <laughs> that's just who he is. He's a shooter. You got to deal with it he loves to shoot you know if you hang out with ruben you just gotta understand he's a shooter yeah what else i mean that's yeah i mean you know what you're signing up for so don't even don't even pretend don't even pretend so these two are partners um we get a little bit of a banter um we're going to get here shortly after this (laughs) we get uh do we see the killer or we see what he is kind of how he how he works so he's found his next victim um they're jogging in the park and he's got a photo of them so somehow don't fully understand this but he's somehow like oh no no i'm sorry i guess he takes a photo like he's out in the she's jogging he's watching her in the park taking photos and yeah then- because uh, uh it's established he's he's taking those photos now but it's established later that um He's sending these to Helen. So he's he's getting his photos of his victims and he's like setting up um, uh, what he's about to send to our main character, Helen. Right. And then he does this hilarious, again, very 90s computer thing where he's like zooming in on the woman's face and it's like lower and lower resolution till it's like just nothing. Like it's just yeah. a bunch of blocks and he's like... <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, so that was the, and then we jump immediately to, um, the death of this, this jogger there, um, found her body. Do you remember the, the details here? I didn't put a lot of information in. 
of them finding her body. I do. Ooh. I know. Um, yes, I do now. So she was, um, she was in the tub. She was in her home, I believe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she was in a tub and she had a scarf around her neck, which I kind of missed why that was important. Um, that it was important because it was that was when they first realized mm -hmm. it was the well this is when Helen eventually realizes but the um, that it's a copycat of other serial killers so this is like the first one it's supposed mm -hmm. to be exactly like a photo from the first serial killer that um Helen mentions in her seminar I don't know the serial killers I don't I don't follow true crime very well so I do not know my serial killers as well as I probably should um <laughs> I don't but, know him either. Uh, um, if Kellator were on here, she could fill us in. But but whoever um, this, yeah, whoever this first serial killer was, is uh, this was like his mo. Yeah, and they were okay. So they the cops are at the scene. They discover the body, and um, MJ. I keep wanting to call her JC. It's just those two initial names. Uh, MJ. JC. MJ. <laughs> JC. <laughs> Now I'm you're, thinking about you're thinking about Jesus Christ. That's it. I knew it. Okay. And it's okay. It's okay to have Jesus in your heart while we're trying to yeah. talk through him. I guess that's where we should say we're rebranding as a purely Christian <laughs> podcast. Um, but um, so she, uh, MJ is kind of going around to these cops. It's clearly suspicious of something. We're unaware of what yet. And she's like, you touch anything? You touch anything? And the guy's like, no. And it's like, anybody else in here? Like this guy, he's like, did he touch anything? And he's like, I don't know. So she's suspicious of something. We find out, yeah, like you said. Um, so he's copying uh, serial killers, and the first one was a strangler. And I think they were concerned, like, oh my god, we thought we got this guy, and now he's back. So they uh... to avoid a media circus. There, they <laughs> take evidence away from the scene. Um, this was. MJ's plan and this was the her boss's plan lieutenant I don't know what anything is you'll find out very soon I don't know what the order of, of importance is in, in military rank or in this kind of thing so he's uh, someone to MJ um, <laughs> he's her boss I will just call that yeah him, her boss and um, he I don't know oh, hold on uh did you touch anything? You can cut this all out, of course. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I mentioned that, so I'm just going to mention it brief. Oh, I didn't write it down, but yeah, so she's she confronts her her boss, as they call it, in the force, um, and she says, like. Oh, where was the scarf? And he's like, the scarf, who, who told on me? And then it turns out he took it, but she does clarify that, yes, she would have done the same thing, sequestering evidence. And that's all that. Um, so then we- I missed that completely. Like until you were saying this, I didn't know. I, I, I like was watching and I saw the scarf debacle, but I didn't, I didn't <laughs> tie together that anyone was hiding evidence, so- Way to go, Paul. Keeping your eyes on the cops. I'm just kind of like, everyone's doing their job. This is great. <laughs> That's what where they get you. That's where they get you. You got to keep your Congratulations, eyes. Congratulations, police. <laughs> You've got another one. Good job. 
Uh, so they're bumbling Oh, around. you guys are using your fancy speak and I'm tuning <laughs> it out. So it's something that cop shows do a lot where they try to present it as like, like, it, well, they can, they can bend the rules. It's okay. Cause they get results, you know? And it's yeah. sort of like, they're showing us um, that where it's like, even the, the quote unquote good cop in this movie is planning to do the same thing. So we should accept as an audience that it's okay to do these things. Um, or they were correct to do it. You know, we don't have to be like, what was the scarf deal? Is he the murderer? All that shit. We, we've established that all the cops decided that was okay. Um, all that shit. All of that shit. So this is where we get uh, Helen's newspaper getting scene. Uh, oh, yeah. So she, again, is, is agoraphobic. She really only leaves, briefly leaves her apartment to grab the newspaper and occasionally they'll kind of throw it to where it's not easy to you can't just open the door and grab it you have to kind of walk down the hallway so that big whole... deal for agoraphobes big yes. deal so they're kind of setting up exactly how severe this is which i think they did a good job with uh sigourney does a i think she did a really good job i she has a big performance in this but i think she really pulled it off like i enjoyed well, Paul. it um, as I read in the trivia, uh, she spent a lot of time studying agoraphobia before she did this oh. role. And she was very upset. Well, not very upset. But she was upset that this this movie was not as well regarded as she assumed it would be because she thought that she did a brilliant job in that role as an agoraphobic person. I agree. I do, too. That I mean, great. I don't know anything about it, but I don't think. And a that... Holly Hunter hung out with cops. <laughs> and now she shoots people for a living <laughs> um so yeah the, that whole scene she's trying to get the newspaper she has to grab a broom to get it again just to kind of hammer home exactly how severe her issue is um, which will come up later in the movie so and everyone because none of us can relate at all we're all yelling at her if you're gonna stick a broom outside just go out and grab it I suppose. Right, Paul? <laughs> right? I didn't do that. No. I was doing that. And then I was like, I'm not agoraphobic. I don't know what it's like, did like you, Sigourney. Did you do the research? I'm sorry. Did you do a lot of research I before you watched I this I should movie? have. Before I watched this movie, I should have spent <laughs> a couple months uh, researching agoraphobia. So I knew exactly what Sigourney's character was going through as someone that has researched agoraphobia for three months <laughs> yeah i uh i'm a little ashamed um so there yes now we cut back i just wrote this thing because i didn't know if it was going to be important to the movie or not but there's a interrogation scene we meet mj's uh bitter uh ex-lover um who is mj's bitter <laughs> ex-lover <laughs> I, it would be funny if if movies introduced characters like the Bad Blood Taylor Swift video where they walk in and they, it did like the freeze frame and then it was like just like yeah I know some ex lover <laughs> it's boom, yeah. boom, boom. something does that doesn't uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World do that oh I think so yeah that's uh, that would be the better reference than the Taylor Swift Bad Blood video but. <laughs> I think more. I I don't know. I guess I don't know who what more people have seen. Uh, Scott Pilgrim or the Bad Blood video. I guess it's two different demographics. We'd have to know our audience. And we've 
we're unaware. We've covered it. both of them. We're unaware of what, who our audience is because they never interact with us <laughs> in any way. So we don't even know if we, we see a list of, of flags and assume someone's listening. We don't know who or what they feel about us or if they're cutting our show together to make a worst po- uh, podcast I've ever heard show. I don't think so. I think You I'm- know what? Yeah. I like Taylor Swift. I like Scott Pilgrim. I like them both. I hope they get mentioned more often. <laughs> That's... Thank you, Minnesota mom. Uh-huh. We're glad you could join us again. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Maria Bam, for doing her mother's voice. Okay, that's too far. <laughs> um, you don't want to lose a listener today. I'm sorry. Please stay. <laughs> what can I do to make it up to you? Uh, well, you could start by stop being an absolute sack of shit. I'll do that right now. I'll never <laughs> do it again. I'm so right. sorry. Minnesota, what? I've never been there. So I I can't really comment on it, but if people right. well, like it. If you're ever here, you got a place to stay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're just jumping all over the place. I, I appreciate what, it. Though. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, God. I don't know. The one, that or... stupid one, that Shake It Off song. <gasps> Okay, okay, settle down. I like the the saxophone part. That's fun. Okay, I'm logging off now. Get back to your movie. <laughs> I didn't care for the little rap segment, though, or whatever Taylor was attempting. All um, right, well, let's just go back to the... <laughs> and there's others that I'm sure I've heard. I like oh, okay. The, I like the mashup song, the Doctor Earworm mashup, where she says, "Can't you see?" That's her. That's right? a love story, yeah. Okay, good. That's the one. No, I like. no, no. That's not love story. That's you belong with me. But love story is also in that same mashup. Oh wow! Well, I like that yeah. mashup a lot. So uh, I like those two songs. If you know, I haven't heard anything of hers. I I would uh, turn off. How's that? That's <laughs> I wouldn't great. turn it off. I'd say like, oh, that's not bad, you know. What's this? No, I'd, well, I'd ask, and then I'm slapping my knees, and I'm getting close to the door here, so I'm just gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> Understood, Minnesota mom. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you next. Oh yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, um, uh, as always, appreciate it hearing from Minnesota mom. So <laughs> we're talking now. Oh, okay. So embittered lover um is uh, mj's um he comes in he's got this hair he's a confusing character by the way he, he yeah i'm not of- really sure uh yeah it's it was confusing to me the the love circle i'm not even gonna say triangle i'm gonna say it's a complete circle in this movie of uh crushes and relationships yeah. but nothing comes <laughs> to a point anywhere so there's no there's no love scenes. There's no two people getting together. No. But there is a lot of uh maybe uh put those two together. Oh, calm down over there. But it's like uh, it's a very middle school type of situation where it's yeah. just kind of like uh those characters were talking. And it even gets to the point where uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like because Sigourney Weaver is sitting with her her gay best friend and she's all like, he was cute, uh, talking about uh, Ruben. And then they like kind of hee 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 about it. 
And then um, it's kind of established, it's slightly established that MJ and Ruben might be a thing. And then yeah. uh, like, it's it's very middle school how they do this whole thing. Because then Sigourney's kind of flirting with Ruben later. And then she's all like, I didn't know if you two were a thing. And he's like, oh, I don't know either. And she like kisses his forehead and walks. I don't, it was, the, it was bizarre. Like there was no... There was no clear love interest in this movie, but there was a lot of hee-heeing and it was very bizarre. Like you don't see a lot of that in like adult cop movies. You're 100% (laughs) right. There was no, there were no established relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to say like ex, ex partners that between those two, but like everybody else, it was only hinted at and everybody seemed equally confused as to who was interested in in uh whom i didn't want to say it um but like it that's all unclear and um and then yeah it's like several times there's these weird exchanges where yeah and i'm just kind of like is this supposed to be a thing and then it's all like (laughs) i don't know it was it was very funny i don't i didn't know what to do with it I didn't know either, and it does not become any clearer throughout the rest of this movie. So no, they uh, they just kept <laughs> dropping it. They're just kind of like, oh, and then like uh, the way MJ's character was kind of like reacting to it, she's just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess he likes her better than me. And I was just kind of like, are you guys are adults? <laughs> yeah, and it's like all of it's it's like very brief things, and there's like yeah, no, no like it's like oh, I guess they're in a relationship now, and it's like they looked That's at each other. Exactly, they looked at each other and she's kind of like i guess i guess he <laughs> likes her better than me <laughs> i was like mj sweetie like you guys have a whole like relationship he, like he just is watching her for a second yeah because and then i'm just kind of like that's it's just very funny she's kind of because the way like she kept acting she's kind of like okay that's fine whatever <laughs> i really liked her we'll get into this more but um i really liked holly hunter and this i was surprised when you said you did not um, I I said that at the very beginning. Um, they were at the gun range when I texted you that I said oh, I okay. like Holly Hunter, and I said that because she kept that. I thought her character was going to be like this the whole time, but she just said like she was just very smug, and she was like walking like the way she was like talking, and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. she's going to be a fucking annoying ass character, and I could, I think because she, she reminded me of the character she was in. Um, a movie that I don't even know if a lot of people have seen. It's called Little Black Book. It's got Brittany Murphy and Ron Livingston. Um, but she is uh, the worst character I've ever seen in that movie. And she reminded me of that character. And I was like, I fucking hate her. And so I texted you. I said, I do not like Holly Hunter in this movie. And uh, you were surprised. But yeah, I think immediately after that, I, I liked her again. You had a, you texted like, I, I really don't like... Uh... I do not like Holly Humpter. Like it, it was the wrong spelling. And then I said, what? And you said <laughs> Hunter as if I like could not figure out what you meant by that. Like it wasn't that I was surprised you didn't like her. It was that I just couldn't figure out. Huh? Holly what? <laughs> There's no Holly Humpter in this movie. Um, I thought that was I funny. was like this idiot. <laughs> um, okay. So there's, um, we have this guy, um, MJ's ex. He's interrogating some. Someone is admitting to being the murderer, 
and we're kind of we're we're taken for a small ride because we're all thinking we're all thinking how is this going to work out because this guy is not like a really like he's not going to be the killer in this movie unless it's just goes in a completely different direction so we're all all of us everywhere and everywhere was like what's going on here is this this guy can't be the killer turns out he's not he just comes in every once in a while and and says this he they know him uh they know him around town um and uh, they they kind of take him as like okay buddy time to go like you're not the killer get out of here which is crazy it's like he could he, maybe he should just start killing people because like who's gonna believe it that's the way to do it serial killers just keep confessing to the police until <laughs> tell you do your crime but anyway they take him out I'm pretty sure that our killer is the guy who's at the end of this line so they're all laughing and then he's kind of standing there smiling and if it's not our killer then it's a guy who looks a lot like him um they they take him out and uh then we get a shot this is where sydney calls the police station she has not yet had any sort of she hasn't just not know any any of these other characters yet so this is their first time speaking um they she calls and she's like hey i'm this person i have some information about the case she is coming on a little strong a little emotional because you know of her her state so this leads the police to believe that she's prank calling them that it's not they're kind of giggling it's like okay this lady wants to help us catch a serial murderer and yeah, they're all very bad cops they're bad yeah. at taking calls and listening to people and they think they know what's best at all times yeah yeah, they do. Bad it's, cops. Bad cops, bad cops. And uh, so she eventually, I think Helen hangs up, right? Like, she's, uh, well, they um, the go ahead. Sorry. MJ calls her something that she does not care mm. for. She calls her like a nut or something. I forget. Mm -hmm. It's not nut, but he call, they, she calls her something that she did not care. A crank call. She called her a crank, crank. caller. Yeah. And, um, Helen took great offense to the word crank and she was like a crank a crank and then she hangs up and she holds that in I think she keeps repeating it to herself in her apartment um and she's very upset very yeah. upset she's upset I think rightfully so I'm sure she's dealt with cops in the past it's like hey here's this very clear pattern here's where you should look oh no you know we're just going to barge in and shoot people 10 times. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. That's How about no? How about no then? So <laughs> that's all. This is just a montage that plays. It's just that she has a thought bubble that appears above her head and it's a bunch of cops going, huh, unlikely, and like <laughs> saying things like that while she's contemplating it. She's like, hmm. Um, anyway. Like I said earlier with the relationships, I think everybody in this movie is just very emotionally unintelligent. The the mm. way they act in social situations and in romantic situations throughout this whole movie, um, everyone seems very, it seems very high school, middle school of how like they're, they're reacting to people coming in to confess as bullies and they're like people calling in as bullies and then the way helen's reacting to being bullied is very like well then i'm sad about that and i'm not gonna help anymore it's very everyone is just very like and, and it's very funny in contrast with her opening 
I know that a yeah. lot of shit happened to her and she's agoraphobic after this, but in the opening shot, like she's giving a lecture and she's supposed to be like a prof- like a, like professor standard person. So it's very funny to see them all kind of go back into these roles that it's like, I, I, are we are we watching adults or is this like a Disney Channel <laughs> movie that they kind of like aged all the people in? <laughs> They're like, you know what? This doesn't make sense to have teenage stews this. Get Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ruben likes her better than me. I'm yeah, th- sad about that. Especially with that stuff. It felt very, like, very, like, teen film. Yeah. And um, I agree. I think that the, a lot of this stuff is sort of, like... Yeah, and I, we'll we'll bring this up later with with our our ex MJX guy. I wish I remembered his name. I know he's got some very Italian name. I think um, it's but... me, the most <laughs> Italian man. We'll call him a uh, 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 Giovanni. Oh, what's the kid's name from home movies? The Italian kid. Oh Does no! Oh no! What is that kid? <laughs> oh no! He's a macaroni. You bring something? You bring something? No. You bring something? No. That might be the thing that I quote more than anything. In the, I, it like, really is. You know, like Kellator and I will say, I always, anytime someone will go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. Uh, come to my house in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, Brendan. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It's not making a fun of me. No. It's not making fun of me. And then Coach McGurk asked him to do it again because he thinks it's so funny. Oh, that's a great episode. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, oh. yeah, because you bring something. No, yeah, I'll bring that man. You bring something. Make you bring sure something. you have a man. No, you bring something. No. <laughs> Make sure you have a no. <laughs> oh, the home movies is so funny. I just uh, went. Oh, we're not going to talk about home movies right now. Uh, <laughs> go watch home movies. It's on HBO. Before they freaking take it off, like they took space goes off. They took you space monsters. goes off. Monsters. monsters you know how long it's been since i've been able to watch space ghost <sighs> so long it's been a long time did you uh, watch it while it was on hbo did you course. get a chance okay because i yeah i got i got to watch mo- rewatch most of them um but yeah it is a bummer because i was watching them during lunch and then they just took it away and i'm like they what the fuck away space ghost is so so funny and it needs to be somewhere for everybody to see needs to be somewhere. it needs to be somewhere for everyone to see so does everything else there should be a graveyard give it to fucking tubi tubi will eat anything that you get i think it. that that natural gas episode is probably the best one it'll give you some ideas <laughs> <laughs> we have to get back on track immediately i'm done <laughs> okay immediately um so anyway um so the police come over there is a back and forth i'd say i i love like there's a lot of things that I didn't like as far as like the dialogue and and what we're supposed to believe these humans are are saying and doing. But I felt like everybody did a really good job with their parts, and they did, uh, including this man. Um, um, we'll call him Ruben. Ruben's actor did a very good uh, job. His and- name is Dermont Mul- Mulroney. 
Where where are from that area? We should be able to pronounce. That's the one thing we should be able to do. Our what do you ancestor. mean that area? Oh, Our ancestors Irish? are you know Irish, Scottish, whatever that region. That just says somewhere around there. That means nothing. We should. It's the one thing we should have learned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we know how to say uh, McCandless because of that. Mm. I I didn't. Because we are the McCandless. Ah yes. Correct. It means so, we've misplaced our candles, or we are the son of candles. We're the son of the man who misplaced his candles. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so the police are there. Uh, they're having a good back and forth session. Um, and that thing, the the bad cop part of this is that so. Um, for whatever reason, if it is actually because MJ called her a crank, Helen is like, no, I'm not working with you. Um, I think it's it is because of the crank comment, Paula. <laughs> she did not like it. And she declared that MJ was a bully and she wasn't going to be talking to her, but she'll talk to Dermot. Oh, that's he's right. Cute. He's she cute. liked, she really liked him. And, uh, so does apparently everybody in this movie. Um, he like, I get that he's very handsome, but he's pretty stupid. Stupid. He has um, no charisma at all. <laughs> there is no reason to have a crush on that man. Everyone does, though. It makes no <laughs> sense. It's always just written in the script that way, but there's no way that that's real life. No charisma. That man walks in and drains the energy out of a room. And he's just kind of sitting over there looking intensely at Helen. Yeah. Like, um, well, they're kind of playing off of each other. So, they, uh... I, yeah, it's to the point where uh, I was not expecting the scene that came after this with um, Sigourney is sitting with her, her gay best friend who came out of nowhere for me. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention. Was he part of this at all before that scene? No. Um, okay, because I, I, I was like, okay, I'm sorry, did I skip ahead too far? I just wanted to say briefly before that, because um, I, I um, there's just two brief scenes before and I did write something I wanted to say about them but I did okay. uh, the bad cop moment was the um the cop slamming down these horrific crime scene oh yeah in front of after she said like listen I you know I don't think I'm ready for this or whatever she says and they're just like yeah well here's all these horrible murdered women while you're dealing with you know the effects of almost being murdered by someone and um, we're not going to warn you or like, hey, it's like, t please take a look at these if you change your mind. Like, this is what they are. Like, just here you go and good luck to you. And they leave. Yeah, so what this, the fuck? This is supposed to be like, like, you know, like uh, her, like still having, I think she leaves her card, you know, uh, MJ leaves her card or something. So it's, yeah, but terrible job. Terrible job by these cops. Terrible. Um, and then the brief scene before, and then uh, we'll get into that, what you're talking about. Uh, I just wanted to say they're walking away and uh, Ruben has this line that I wrote down. I actually recorded myself saying it because it's just the weirdest delivery. It says, that one is a strange ranger as they're walking <laughs> away. <laughs> like, what? what a weird choice. <laughs> Just that like... kind of happened a lot in this movie, uh, to be fair. But yeah, that that I, that is hilarious. Um, 
Again, uh, not the kind of man you have a crush on that says shit like that. Yeah. Like, like just... I, I guess, uh, just like, I guess not the kind of man that um, everyone in the room has a crush on, I guess, is what I'd say. He should have said that, and then MJ should have been like, so, uh, that Helen lady seems nice, like, interested in her, like, <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> that was it. I thought maybe there was something there, then you said that. And, I'm uh, not dating some man who calls someone a strange <laughs> ranger. Are you fucking kidding me? Strange ranger. <laughs> Good golly. Like, what is Miss this? Molly. Who says that? Is he supposed to be folksy? Like, he doesn't. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, what does he say? Uh, anyway, I thought that was bizarre. Uh, but anyway. So I guess I am remembering to, because, um, right, yeah, immediately after this is when we get a little scene alone with. Sigourney and her uh, gay best friend who it's never established if he lives there lives across the hall how she knows this man I have no idea but I guess uh up until now he he was around during that scene but he was kind of just like helping her up and like that's right that's right I I guess uh, up until the scene where they're talking I thought that that was her husband or something because he doesn't really say anything he's just kind of like um like putting a, a a blanket around her shoulders and being like this is uh this is what she does kind of deal and so i was like okay so i guess he lives there he knows her well i don't know if it's her husband or what they don't seem like romantic but i don't know um but then immediately after reuben and mj leave they kind of have a little um so we think that guy's cute right moment which was yeah funny because yeah you don't see a scene like that very often in in an adult movie Uh, yeah that was another that was another one what you were talking about before where it's just like what are these humans doing (laughs) yeah i was waiting for them to kick their feet up and be like oh my god ruben but yeah, I, uh, and then like after that, it got a little more serious where she was just kind of like, oh, I just miss like having relationships. I miss uh, going on dates and stuff. And that was a more normal approach to that situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before that, she just kind of like, we both thought that, right? <laughs> I'm like, this was a, a cop that like threw horrific uh, images down and then uh, called you a, a strange ranger or whatever you said. <laughs> um, only she so- heard. <laughs> yes, yeah, that crush could have got dipped in the bud right then and there. And um oh yeah, so the this Andy thing, this is like it seems like a, a pretty like typical 90s sort of way to handle this where it's like there's no reason like this there's no reason at all they can't just tell you this character's gay i immediately got the idea he was an assistant just because like he answered the door and was like um like getting her medication and stuff like it just it kind of felt like that's how we were supposed to read it um and um and then it's just also you never really see them i think you see her like she's getting ready for bed or something and she's drinking like he's never around then so it seemed kind of strange just like why is he here now was he away they didn't explain that so i guess i i never but yeah it was just like this thing where like they kept doing these stupid things this is like just say he's fucking gay like quit <laughs> playing these games it's like we we both think he's cute okay like i get it like this guy's supposed to be gay and then it's like they slowly start adding things where it's like okay we get it yeah like we know he's gay just have him say like i'm gonna go pick my boyfriend up now or you know <laughs> henry wants this or like whatever like 
I just here I go trotting away from the apartment. Gay as <laughs> the day is long. Goodbye. Yeah, they just like kept like doing everything but just saying the very simple <laughs> thing. It's like, this is not my husband. This is a gay man. He helps me out. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just, it just felt like it's something they, that I feel like. That's another part where they could have just done the the Taylor Swift cut Scott Pilgrim thing where they said, gay best friend slash assistant question mark. <laughs> Yeah, I think they literally do that because his uh, Scott's roommate is gay, and I think they like pop up a sign that says that. And that's how. Oh, did know. okay. I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I think since high school. Um, and so after that, we get a shot. So it's established that Andy is the man's name. Andy is the gay man. He is well, gay. yeah, that's they, the gayest uh, the gayest case, name you can think of. In case you missed it. Uh, in case you missed it, the man is gay. Um, so he uh, he leaves, and um, we get a shower scene, which I read a review of this. I thought this is a weird thing. So she's in the shower, and it's one of these things where it's like every suspense movie that has this does it, but it never feels like it's like tired. Like, it's just like, that's what you do. It's always like, oh, no, she's like helpless. And what happens if he comes in there? And like, like we, oh, I should say too. So she's doing all this. She's getting ready for bed. We're kind of, uh, I can't remember if you see him or we we get, we know sort of that the killer is in her apartment. Um, and he, he's sort of sneaking around. I think you do see him come in. Am I correct? I think you see his glasses because that that keeps that's like his big mo that he's like going to be in a scene. Is like you see like uh, mm. his glasses reflecting, okay. and then he does that little <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> 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 that was. Uh, the Goku box inside of no that was no we had an Aladdin um book that Ah. uh, it was whatever that Aladdin book was where as you read it there was like a bunch of buttons on the side that had little audio clips and we thought it was the funniest thing ever because Jafar went yee hee ha 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 but if you kept pushing the button he would keep saying yee hee over (laughs) and over and again so we'd do that all the time mom and dad probably hated our guts but we had hit it and we'd go yee hee and we thought that was hilarious it is funny oh my gosh i completely forgot about that that's so funny when you said that i'm like that's i immediately was like i remember we used to do that all the time (laughs) like uh, all four of us thought that that was the funniest thing in the world like so (laughs) i'm surprised mom and dad didn't burn that book that's when it gets bad. There, there are a few. There, there aren't few things, but there are things that we all overlap with. And when that happens, like, uh, it's uh, God help everyone. God help yeah. everybody else. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, she's she's in the shower. We can tell something's going on. Um, it's one of those things again where it's like, okay, he can't kill her, but this is kind of like, how does she manage to get out of this? But he's just sort of messing with her. Um, yeah. So. It's almost to the point where you all, like wish that he was doing the, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in the background, like, well, <laughs> while he's doing that, he's doing that, <laughs> that Simpsons thing or that writers is right. Somehow he's like, he, 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 I'm so smart. <laughs> 
<laughs> or I, uh, this is gonna, uh, I guess if this would only make sense to our immediate family, but that, uh, that video that Thomas does where he's in Walmart and he's following Colin around and he's doing that heavy breathing while he's walking around, he's going like, Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. obviously like, behind what? him. <laughs> yeah. And then like Colin just keeps picking stuff up. He's like, Ooh, galoshes. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't worth talking about um so continue okay um so (laughs) i thought it was worth talking about um so she's in the shower and he's snaking around and he we don't see this happen but he does take a red dress it is the red dress that she wore to her lecture and which why does she still have that good question i mean that would be something it seems like it would be a bad memory for her um, I'm assuming she yeah, went to the who hot- gets, Yeah, who gets strangled and then like immediately comes home and washes those clothes and hangs them back up, you know? Yeah. Like I, I throw those clothes away, Sigorns. <laughs> you don't need to do this to yourself. Um <laughs> and that is a very good question. Something that did not cross my mind at all. But yeah, why would you I'm sure she went directly to the hospital after that? Spent yeah. some time in the hospital. Like I'm sure like it seems like it would not be something like with the state that she's in, not something, but I guess they had to have something here. So uh, he lays out the dress and he didn't bring it though. Did he, he wouldn't have had it. I, I feel like she would have been a little more freaked out. Cause she kind of acted like, did I do this when she True. walked out? It okay, wasn't, you're right. It, she, yeah. she didn't seem to be like, uh, absolutely something's <laughs> wrong. She was more like, did I lay out a dress I haven't worn in 13 months on the bed? <laughs> no, of course I did. I've, I've, of course I did. Yeah, that's something. That's I how did. she reacted to that. She didn't seem freaked out at all. It was just kind of like, a maybe. Yeah, and I could see it being a thing. It's just like, I, is that? But it's like, also, she's, it's nighttime. She's not going to put on a dress. But right. I don't know. It's all, apparently that's, it means, again, Sigourney did all the but research. She, so. she was all jostled about by those photographs. Maybe she had a little a little manic state where she laid out her dress. I don't know. True. Like, yeah, we don't know. And Who it does, among us? Who among us? And honestly, <laughs> I just didn't even know what was happening. I got the idea <laughs> that he laid out the dress. Like, I knew that happened, but I kind of did not put it together that she was wearing that dress at the beginning and they mm. explain it in the movie later so then i was like ah oh, okay but i did I, classic first... male dress blindness <laughs> is that it maybe yeah um, that's it that's the only explanation because <laughs> when i saw that dress i immediately was like that's the dress she had at the beginning because i don't have male dress blindness fall catalog 1991 <laughs> uh what fall catalog no idea i couldn't couldn't think of one so i just said fall catalog and hope it wouldn't come up Uh, because rachel says it a lot um so anyway red dress he says ralph lauren i know i should have she works freaking works there Uh, she freaking works there she deals with them all day she knows (laughs) she knows that's another home movies (laughs) of course we got to talk about home movies a lot in this uh, murder (laughs) episode uh, so anyway, there now we get back. We get a little bit more to the cop station. That's what they're called. And that's what I wrote. Um, I it, I don't see what else they'd be called. Police station. I think cop station's fine. Okay. 
uh, it just felt wrong when I said it, but I did write it. It's down. because I think most people say police station. Mm. You I said mean, cop station. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, I, I I get it now. I get where we how I got here. I'm glad we took this little journey. Uh, so the cop station, they're back there, and we get some uh, more uh, a little bit more information here about these cops. I don't. Uh, I did take uh, little notes. I call them. So I don't know exactly what. Um, you know, if it's a, I said, guy hits on lady cop, I'm assuming this means, uh, our guy from before Giovanni, who is kind of, um, we, we're, we're established that he is interested in MJ still. And she's like, no, not happening. Um, and he's suspicious of Ruben. He's like, what are you dating this Ruben guy? And she's like, nothing's happening. Um, leave me alone. He's like, well, it should. He's an absolute dreamboat. Yeah. <laughs> Charisma floating out of his head. You're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy not to be with him. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, so we get that whole thing. And then, uh, our cop comes in. A lot of this, I think is not really anything. I think it's character stuff, but, um, we get Ruben coming in with some uh, Japanese food and uh, MJ's like, what the hell is this? I want burger and fries. And he's like, I made an executive decision. So it's a cute little moment. We're kind of like, okay, are they friends? You know, is he just looking out for, her? is this romantic? I don't really get any strong feeling either way here. Particularly, I, They felt like partners to me, yeah. like uh, work partners. It didn't feel romantic. Um, and then he, <laughs> He pulls a move, real charmer move, where he pulls a quarter pounder with cheese out of his pocket and says, uh, oh, here's your burger or no. something very cute. So uh, I just I was more Ruben. like, you should have done this earlier, man. That's been in your pocket. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. Ne quarter pounders, how they're wrapped, never look appetizing to me. Like they always look, I mean, I eat them and I enjoy them, but I'm just saying like, that rapper in particular, like, well, a quarter pound of a cheese uh, in this day and age, I don't know how it was in the nineties would come in a box. Well, now it does, but yeah, they used to, a lot of those things used to, I don't know how much they have the paper wrappers anymore, but well, they, they do for like the little sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, if I could talk in here, please, as a McDonald's <laughs> expert. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. The uh, smaller burgers come in wrappers and the uh, bigger burgers, they come in a, in a box. Is that what was what was wrong with it? Because I looked at it, and I was like, it's, it looks wrong to be. It's too. It looks like it's like just a mess in there, you know? Yeah. It looks like it's the, too messy. Because yeah, like the the Big Macs would come in a, a box as well. Yeah. You wouldn't Big, catch those wrapped up. No, you wouldn't catch a Big Mac wrapped up. Oh uh, Lord, have mercy if you find one wrapped up. <laughs> if you can find one wrapped up, give us a call. Um, Lord have mercy on that staff because I'm coming back in there. <laughs> so we get this little uh moment. Uh so here's where I'm trying to figure out what I wrote. Uh okay, so we're getting this is the 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 next kill we're getting is of the lady at some sort of like Woodstock looking thing. Yeah, which... she's like dancing. So we get it. And um, to the movie's credit, this scene was pretty creepy to me because mm. at this point, um, the the serial killer in question, the copycat serial killer, has started sending videos to Helen 
of the next victim. So for this, mm -hmm. and it's it's supposed that maybe he did it for the first one. Uh, he definitely took photos, but I don't know if, if he just started doing this with this victim. But he takes a video of this girl dancing and she's already kind of like odd looking the way they're filming it because she's like doing like mm -hmm. this sway that you kind of associate with like horror movies that do like a flashback of a witch or something or it's like this is her like she's like bewitching the wilderness and you're like oh shit there she is bewitching the wilderness <laughs> um but yeah she's kind of like dancing like that and he's taking a video of her and he sends this video to helen but he does it in, and this is when i think that you're talking about the 90s graphics on the computer because this is when you really see them in full force because mm. like uh, um the 90s computer and i had the same i i love I love '90s computers. Mm -hmm. I, I um, when I saw this movie, I it took me. Have you seen the movie The Net with Sandra Bullock? No. Okay. Well, um, they do a lot of stuff on the computer as well, but it's like the way that you can like feel the clicks. So mm -hmm. it's like the ma the mouse is always huge, and you can just feel when they're clicking on stuff because it's like a it's a big moment every time you like open an icon. So she she does the whole you've got mail, and then it's like the mailbox physically opens and something pops out because it's like everything's a little animation it's a little it's just a little funkier a little more fun than we do we're used to these days on our computers yeah so like a, yeah so he she she I, i'm just gonna finish what yeah, it was yeah. um so she opens it and it's a picture of that woman and it's got a little animation on it where it like turns into like a skull and it's like, ho, 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 ho. And it's like this whole like little animation. She's like, oh my God, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. And it's like word art. Yeah, I know. It's very like, we they we see this a lot. There's a lot of like clip art kind of stuff and a lot of like yeah. early, early Photoshop. I, I think it was around back then, like 93, right? Like that she's doing like the, you know, magnetic tool around the faces and there's a lot of like magic like morphing that happens in it too but she's playing something called chess demon which i don't know if it's real but it looks so much like those old uh chess games i used to play at uh our friend's house um i don't want to say their name i'm not going to say anything bad about them i just try not to say humans names on here yeah we try not to ever do that that never comes <laughs> we up. don't have an entire freaking episode where we just talk about humans that nobody else knows uh, <laughs> but i was gonna say that um that she pulls up this game she's playing with someone she's like schooling these people and like making like mocking them at the same time i'm not exactly sure who they're supposed to be but no at first i thought it was supposed to be one of the serial killers but it I literally never comes too. back up yeah because like she yeah it's just like a little scene of her just like destroying people at chess and them asking her out to dinner and her being like fuck you nerd but like, and then it just like, yeah, it goes back to what she was doing. Yeah, I know. I love it. She's like, hold on, guys. I'm just fucking murdering people at chess. And like that she does that. She's like, okay. Um, but and with that, on to the next thing. I just wish I know. I'm sure there's a way. I love, I, like you said, just I love the way the old apples look. I love the old way the old windows look. I love everything about it. And it's just, it's cool to see it. Cause it's like here, it's supposed to be like, look at this. Like it's pretty much an advertisement for windows 95. It's like, you, this is how it, like how it operates. Look, so at, look at all at the this. fun things you can do. And uh, yeah, everything yeah. <laughs> used to like, it, it used to be way more like all the putt putt games. Like um, every time you'd click on something, it would like do something you like, 
these days you click these on something days. and it's like uh you can either double click it or click it and <laughs> you do it your thing but before it was like the trash bin like actually opens or your mailbox will go yeah. or you could you could customize shit really easily because yeah. i remember you could like download weird like mouse and you would always get some kind of malware every time you did it but like <laughs> Um, you could like make your desktop like into like a uh, like an aquarium or something and yeah. have like a fish mouse and then dad would come home and be like what the <laughs> fuck happened to our computer um, but yeah uh, uh, we used to I, I think it used to be more common knowledge to just know how to do stuff on computers that I don't think I could do now because I think when uh, when we were growing up especially with like the windows machines there was just so many, like you, if you just knew codes, you could yeah. do shit. Now it's like, it doesn't really work that way. It does, but it doesn't, you know? I got an old, a very short story, but I, I finally got an old DOS emulator working on the computer. Um, and it took a, a little bit longer than the other emulators, but it's funny. It, I love pulling it up because it looks, it looks like our old computer that we used to have where you would like try to find a game and like you can play like jetpack and that other weird fucking game <gasps> i keep forgetting the name of we and, always forget the name and the the tom and jerry game and <gasps> like monkey uh the secret of monkey island and like all these old dos games and like run it as if you're running the game you type the code you literally will type in that like you would have to do and and it would like find the program and pull up the game and it's crazy because it's like i didn't do it for i haven't played it for a while i was playing through secret of monkey island and i stopped and like i just to, thinking about it again i'm like i'm gonna have to relearn this but it's just like that's we used to just like you boot up the computer and if you want to do that weird whatever the hell reading card making game that we played as a video game uh like it was like that special code you had and we forgot the jetpack one um sorry that's i just like for me it's funny seeing these old computers because like it doesn't necessarily i think we're far past it enough now that it's like it's not dated anymore it's like nostalgic you know like it's like oh shit those old those computers that used to look like that it's just so cool um, yeah so anyway she's playing chess demon she's she's fucking just wiping the floor with these nerds um and then she she sees the photo i wrote here so this is the first time i think she gets any of them because she sees the she only sees the videos i think after the murders take place um, yeah because she gets the bathtub uh video i said i go it goes to woodstock and it goes into the woodstock video and i wrote creepy um i agree with you that it was creepy and it's funny to me how much this is like exactly what happens in skyfall uh he gets that email and it's um it's him and she transforms into that monster and it's like uh i don't know another uh. thing yeah <laughs> so anyway um oh <laughs> ruben's back uh, Ruben and uh, MJ are there, and I, at this point, Helen's like, "Okay, I'll help you out." They're kind of looking for clues. They're looking through these videos, and they're they're regurgitating a bunch of of shit that may or may not make sense. I'm unclear, but it's a lot about email, and it's like, what? That's not how email works. And <laughs> like, it's 
just this like in the whole time like i'm just like how do you know so much about this ruben and ruben says my favorite line of the whole movie where he says he spent a lot of time at the arcades <laughs> <laughs> like he's <laughs> like wasted youth at the arcades like uh ladies what? when he's hot but he's also a nerd come on like wait how is he learning about <laughs> You know how you're in the arcade, so you learn a lot about email. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, what is he? <laughs> it's just so funny to me to think that. Oh yeah, these two things overlap. Like, was he getting inside the cabinets and like rooting around in them? Like, <laughs> Ruben, you've been warned. This is your seventh <laughs> warning. Get out of there. <laughs> so anyway, that no, apparently... I've got to learn the codes. It's me, Ruben, as a child. This is how I act all the time. It just, it kind of, I, I, well, I actually didn't think about this tonight. I think it's CSI, but there's this really bad episode that was on TV that we were watching that there was a video game episode and it was one of these like, oh, uh, Grand Theft Auto is horrible and look, it makes, turns people into murderers. And the guy was like, he was in court and they were like bringing up all this stuff and he goes into this trance and he like starts like mimicking playing the controller <laughs> like he has the controller in his head he has this look on his face like he's like hypnotized by it like he's just like that's not how anything works like you know what that would be a great way to get out of jury duty just <laughs> I oh, the games. Video games. <laughs> yeah that's what i i could not uh be myself in a in a court of law because i am too wound up by the video games i've played <laughs> i played too many video games and now i'm a murderer so i can't be <laughs> on the jury as a murderer i just don't <laughs> feel like i have the depth to uh talk about this yeah it's never crossed anyone's mind. it's just like nope murderers are murderers and uh <laughs> <laughs> if that were the case we'd all be murdering people all the time so anyway we would all be jumping in barrels and shooting ourselves but that's true too yeah wintry storms <laughs> we'd all be fighting people for our banana hordes um, <laughs> just hitting every beaver we see <laughs> just stopping on the head of beavers um <laughs> That reminds me, just real uh, a funny thing. I had to go out um, to um, for the K Kentucky Parks. They're protecting the beavers, um, but there's a gun range in Louisville that they they have to keep. Um, the beavers are coming and dis disassembling the targets and taking <laughs> them with them to, to build That's their amazing. dams. And they're not allowed to do anything about it, but shut down the gun range every oh time it happens. God. And they just have to watch it happen. So these beavers are just coming out <laughs> and being like, all right, well, this is our shit. This is our hey. shit. This is our shit. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I love it so That's much. fucking hilarious. Good for those <laughs> and beavers. And then, like, the gun range people just have to sit there going, whoa, those beavers. <laughs> That's a cartoon. <laughs> that happens in cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> That third beaver's back. He's got my gun range. Watch it happen. It's so funny. So like these just like troops of beavers are just coming up being like, well, uh, sorry about this, guys. I don't think they're sorry. I think it's funny. No, I think they're like, 
they know they have to know it's like you're not doing shit about this i also like that that means that there's a dam that's just made completely out of gun targets that down there in the, in the ohio interesting to come across <laughs> what the fuck is this such a target practice um and then the, i have to say this last thing to take us out of this movie again but i'll be quick that the end of this movie has this weird little egg creature showing its butt. And uh, <laughs> it, it just made me laugh considering the uh, that episode of uh, I Think You Should Leave with the egg game where the little egg shows his butt. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 I missed this then. What are you talking about? There's literally a little graphic. It's not an egg. It's like a face or something. It walks into the screen just like the fucking egg, turns uh... around and has a weird egg shape with a butt and then it bends <laughs> over <laughs> i missed that that's funny i thought you were just making an i think you should leave joke from that no i missed that i actually have that's funny i wonder if that's like it was a thing that people like like i wonder if that's where that joke came from well, it's funny too. it's like playing an old internet game too like it's i wonder if uh yeah that was the he just recently there. watched copycat and was wouldn't like, it be bizarre that's... If that were the case. <laughs> That's uh, funny. But, uh, oh, and then, so we get the, it's a self-destruct virus, which is, again, is very 90s computer logic. So the, <laughs> uh, the email was set to self-destruct. Uh, Absolutely, so, yeah. So they can't review it or anything. It's it's blown up. Um, it's established at this moment that Ruben is going to stay the night. Um, but literally nothing saucy happens in any capacity. No, he's they're just, just kind of sit together and then they're like, uh, I forget. She like mentions, I think she's like, are you guys together? And then yeah, he yeah. like said, I think he says no. And then she like gets up all weird and then kisses his forehead, which was weird. Yes. It's a very like little boy kiss. Like, yeah, I was like, what now? is happening right now? Like, did her crush disappear? Because that's what it seemed like. I was like, now it's very motherly. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, maybe like in you that just. Moment, she's like, yeah, oh, never mind. She's like, never mind. <laughs> I've heard too much out of this man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ruben's there, and then. Yeah, not much happens with that. There's a little bit of back and forth with them. Um, we cut to, and I'm sure both of us were. So this is we we cut to this man's house. Um, his partner, wife, whatever she is, she's in bed watching Letterman, or she's about to watch Letterman. She says, "Do you want I to have watch a... Letterman with me?" What? Is she sick? Is something wrong with her? I think we're supposed to be under the pressure that's sort of this like look at the look at the look disparity between these two people because it's sort of like it's him sort of just marrying anyone so he can marry someone or be with someone and like have access to her house I'm assuming I don't know I wasn't I wasn't getting the impression that she was unattractive I got the impression that something happened to her I, like yeah like she looked like the the sister in pet cemetery that they kept in the basement it's like it looked like so like some like or like she had like an exorcist situation where she just got done being the demon. <laughs> yeah, she like, just I vomited don't... it up. Well, that's like, what it I wasn't mean. that she was unattractive. I could yeah. I get where you're coming from with that, but it was like I don't something just felt like something was wrong with her, like not that she was just ugly, you know? 
that's why I don't think they did a good job with that because I do I think or at least I don't know maybe it's just like because it's like they they pick someone and like clearly not unattractive but in this makeup like yeah look, she's in like makeup that's why I think that's what's confusing because she's yeah. very clearly very made up like it just has this thick like gray makeup on and just it like it it looks like and like she's laying in bed so it's just like is she is she sick uh, like is there <laughs> anything else about this besides the fact that she's we don't know so but yeah it's uh, not mentioned that she has some kind of illness or anything she's just kind of like it looks like she was just going to bed like normal and then she was like you want to watch my stories and he's like no and then she goes oh yeah you like to play your games what i forget what she says but yeah. he like uh, the funniest thing to me when he leaves that room um like he's her son it was it was all yeah, very oh, yeah. strange so he leaves the room like and then he goes down to the basement he shuts the beads like a door like he has the beads <laughs> pulled yeah, to the side yeah. and he like turns around and like shuts them i was like <laughs> he's shutting the beat like just walk through the beads you freak um, but then he goes downstairs and that's when we find that he has the victim um, that was dancing previously in the mm-hmm. video down in his basement. And she has a bag on her head. A bag um, on her head. And she's been down there. Now, uh, I, so was there any doubt in your mind that this, like in that previous scene that this guy was not the murderer like i know like yeah i don't yeah, know i thought i thought it was clear that it was the murder because uh but before we've seen this is the first time we've seen him like just as himself but until until now we kept seeing like him behind the glasses so you see the glasses mm-hmm. and i think even before this scene starts that there's a close-up of his face with the glasses and it kind of zooms out and then he's talking to his wife so i think it's supposed to be pretty clear that that's him but if it's not then that's hilarious that they thought that it wasn't clear yeah yeah it's incredibly clear to the point it's just like okay that's what they're doing here and i i did get the the mother-son vibes too like it's just one of those things it's like are they trying to make her up to be older so that she's the mom or are they just yeah. trying to be like a, well he's a serial serial killer he doesn't actually care he just needs someone to kind of you know leave him alone and pay for stuff um so anyway he goes down into this basement and she yeah the woodstock lady is there she has a bag on like a plastic see-through plastic bag on her head and he cuts a hole in it um and he's recreating another murder um so what he does is he takes them i guess i guess here's where we get you know we learn that He's not murdering him. Like he didn't murder the last lady in the bathtub. Um, he is he is like choreographing the murders. He's setting them up to look exactly like these old murders. So he's picking the correct victims. He's murdering them the same. I could have correct the you know the following the copycat structure. He picks the victim. He murders them the same way, and then he kind of sets it up for the police and he cleans everything up like brings the body sets you know sets it out the way that he it's presented you know before and then um that's his mo so he does it again um let me see here so that's the murderer i wrote uh Oh, I like, so they're all, they're, we get to the crime scene now and she's out in sort of like a, a field. I don't know if it's supposed to kind of be like, um, 
like a, where a music festival was or something, sort of like just a vacant area. Um, and there's <laughs> these old confused hippies that are just everywhere. Um, <laughs> they were making me laugh. They were all just very, like, they kind of looked like they were concerned and confused. Um, yeah, and I think they even asked, there's kind of like, so no one knew her at all. They're just <laughs> all like, no, no. showed up. <laughs> Yeah, they were all very confused. It was a very nothing scene that they didn't really need in the movie. Yeah, and then we get another conflict between um, the ex and Ruben. This one gets a little violent, so they're kind of they're they're sparring back and forth. They're getting more and more upset with each other, um, and then we. So um, after that, so yeah, like you said, it's not really worth discussing the scene. It's a little bit more uh relationship stuff and kind of doesn't doesn't really establish anything new though we already know how all these characters were um i guess now we can see that there's hostility towards uh x-man and uh and ruben so there's that yeah Um, and there's more question if mj and ruben are in a relationship at all um based on that too because they seem to be at that point right um but yeah, it's still unclear. Um, and then uh, MJ goes back to to Helen's place. Um, there's this. I love. I wrote this whole this exchange down because I I really liked uh, how Sigourney did it. She, she comes back in. Um, I keep wanting to say Helen. MJ says the computer's off. The computer is off. Nobody knows how computers work, but the computer is off. And uh, and she's like, why'd you turn the computer off? She says, because I turned it off. And she says, <laughs> you can't do that. She goes, I believe I can. <laughs> but strange. if you'd like for me to turn it back on, I will. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's like, okay. Um, Good job, guys. This is where it's right. Like, why, why? But <laughs> whatever. So they turn the computer back on. Um, they discover that they're they discover the copycat angle. They don't know in order, so they don't really know what's coming next, but they discover it. Oh shit, these are all um um Helen uses her database, kind of goes through and says, Oh, look at this. This is this matches this and this matches this from these old kills. So they can start to see a pattern. Um, so we get that information. Uh, press the free button. I wrote press the morph for button. Oh, because she um, um, puts her own head on the body for some reason and like morphs it into oh, her face. Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't, I'm not really sure, I'm not clear why she did that. She keeps cutting her own face off like because i I keep thinking the serial killer is doing it but it's sigourney herself she's like cutting her own head out of the same photo over and over again putting her face over and morphing it into the victim i don't know if that helps her in some way she never seems to react to what she's doing it just kind of happens and then we go to the next scene and we're like all right well we got that out of the way yeah exactly like it's um uh, yeah, I, I it wasn't really explained why she does. She does it a lot, and then I just thought it was funny that she does the little. She cuts out her face, she puts it over the body, one of the the bodies, and then hits this button. It's, it doesn't show you what button it is, but it just automatically morphs 
her face yeah. on. So it's so weird. If that was a feature, I I didn't know about it. Um, oh, that's a feature, all right, and it's great. So this we is all where, use it. Where we go to the gas station for the next yeah. kill. Um, it's our guy. He's uh, he's there. It's and, our uh, guy. <laughs> he's back. He's back. He's in a he's in a Volkswagen Bug. Uh, that to me was immediately like I I know that's associated with some serial killer. We're not experts. Uh, we are not. I know that that's a big one though because I've seen that a lot. Where it's like I think that there's a lot of movies about this one, whichever one it is. And I knew immediately that some shit was about to go down when that car pulled up. Um, so we all know it. Uh, we all love it. Even mm-hmm. us that don't know our serial killers, we know. <laughs> We know to suspect a, a yellowish bug. We know. And she, um, I don't remember how she dies, but he kind of comes in and is like, can you help me with this? And I think he like, just shoots her. Because, yeah, he comes right. and asks her for help. And it's not clear when he shoots her because he's just kind of smiling mm. at the window before you find her shot to death in the car. So I don't know if he gets in the car somehow and drives her somewhere because there's a lot of witnesses at this gas station because you're kind of worried at first because it kind of starts with the scene where she comes up to pump her gas and there's a bunch of bikers outside that are like staring at her and she gets back in the car and you're supposed to be like, oh, um, and then when the serial killer guy comes up, you're supposed to, uh, obviously we know he's danger or threat, but I think you're supposed to feel the relief of, oh, good. There's a nice guy here with all these bikers that were no. just literally staring at this woman. So, um, I think that's the feeling you're supposed to get as in, if that was like the actual serial killer and you weren't watching a bunch of copycats, you know, where it'd be like, oh, it's a relief to see this nice mm, man with sure. glasses and he's lost. Even though now we know, now it's taught to women over and over again that if a man asks you for help, you should probably just run. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's... Uh, yeah, Good. Oh, yeah. he. Uh, oh, just wanted to talk about the bikers and their, just their cat calling that they were doing, which just making me <laughs> laugh. I was very, I was like... I got something you can pump or some shit like that. Like she was pumping gas. It's just the dumbest shit. They're just these giant Harley <laughs> Davidson riding guys. And, uh, they were, yeah, they were being those kind of guys. And then uh, that guy comes up and our guy, apparently. Our guy. Um, So the cops are on the scene. They get the, you know, someone calls in gas station attendant. Presumably they come out and the, the thought then is like, uh, I think they have a the cell phone call in uh, Helen and Helen's like, OK, OK, he's copying this murder. Um, check around because he might still be there because they like to come and just watch. Um, yeah. And then they pan to the just a group of the most serial killer looking guys imaginable. <laughs> oh God, like, it could be any one of them. These poor men, they were all like, just like this scraggly hair and the hunched, <laughs> you know, like they're all hunched over. And... Yes, I'm ready to give my witness statement as a hero. I was only catcalling the woman. I did not shoot her. Again, I did not shoot her. <laughs> yeah, it was, just a, it was a bunch of goofy looking guys. Um, Ruben comes over. Uh, I said, "Who is Bert?" Oh, okay. So this, I'm I'm confusing myself now. So, um, there was a situation now where, okay. So I'm sorry. I I am trying to figure out what my writing is, but <laughs> they um, 
so this happens and then we get a scene where um helen uh, so the the murderer now is over at helen's apartment he starts a car and um sets off the alarm so the alarm is just constantly constantly going off and the cop that is watching helen's apartment door entrance um is as all these cops are um dumb as shit so <laughs> gets up as like, huh? and like wanders well you know out. how cops go running when a car alarm goes off <laughs> well to be fair to this movie too he didn't really go he just kind of sat there and like <laughs> did a very cop thing which is just like hopefully this takes care of itself and i'll just sit here and then eventually like it just keeps going on people start yelling like shut that off and he's like oh i better go out there and like <laughs> wanders off and falls for the trap and um his name is uh oh i wrote his name down because i was confused uh his name is bert um, oh the cop's name is bert yeah because there's something about Bert and he's like, oh shit. So the, the cop is le- there set to, to watch the door at all times. The killer then um, sneaks inside. Uh, Ruben rushes his ass over there as fast as he can. Um, scolds the cop. Um, then, but uh, Helen is aware that the murderer is in her house. She sees her. Yeah, and she's not very scared about it. It's very like um, she's dealing with it situation. Also, I think we skipped over this, but they tell Ruben that there's a note, and he goes ah, and yes. finds it in the phone booth. So yes. they now have a, a note from the serial killer as well. Yes. So there was a note left on the um in the phone booth. Um, he comes over. She so she sees him. She has an opportunity to escape, but her agoraphobia is keeping her from leaving. So she's kind of like at the door, which I did think was was pretty interesting because they have set up how bad it actually is. Mm-hmm. And um, so like she's like, okay, I'm gonna run. She just cannot leave. Um and eventually Ruben shows up and the killer gets out and Ruben does this thing just to let you know that every cop is bad in this movie, just bad at their job. And uh, in general, like he looks out the window, he's running down the road and yeah, it's just he's sort just of like, like, oh, well, we lost him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, like, <laughs> dude, like you could so easily catch this guy. What and... are we going to do? He's so fucking fast. <laughs> like just watches him run away. Makes no attempt to like run outside. And, or like, does... call anybody to say that he's running in this yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Like at least be like, he's on the loose. Like, it's just like, ah, damn. Okay. Um, not like that guy's going to go murder somebody else. So, um, they're back in there. Uh, then, um, MJ comes, I wrote LC for her name. That's why I have to pause every time. Cause I have to remember it's MJ. <laughs> uh, cause I wrote lady cop. Um, oh, so I shorthanded cop. it to LC. Uh, MJ comes back in is very honest with, um, uh with helen which helen's like that's all i need um (laughs) so ah um mj's boss is like uh don't talk to helen and mj's like i'm gonna talk to helen so that's the (laughs) whole thing 
um while this is happening so they're trying to um they're trying to cut her off from from helen they're saying don't don't talk to her she's nuts um and mj's like no she knows what she's talking about uh, at this time we read the note the note is the uh police song which is called what is that song called i don't know it's called something it's by the police cool. nice. uh, <laughs> um so then we get the scene where Helen is back in bed. She's getting ready for bed. She uh, sees an ant. She's getting ready to read. She sees an ant and she flicks the ant off of her book. And then she sees another ant. She's like, what is going on here? There seems to be a lot of ants. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's very calm, especially since these ants are fucking gigantic they're, yeah. ants. They're not normal. They're not you. So, so I think the most normal ant that you just see walking around your house that you wouldn't even worry about are those itty bitty uh, sugar ants, where you're just kind of like, oh shit, I got to deal with that. The mm -hmm. second ant um, that you would be freaked out to see around your house are just those like normal ones where you can actually see the three parts of their bodies. Mm. You're just like, oh fuck, this is bad news. Like I don't even know. I have probably have to call somebody for this the fucking ants in her bed were like an inch long and some of them had wings and she was still like swatting them off her bed like oh lord how did this happen <laughs> even even the line that she says she says good grief yeah this woman has been swearing her ass off this whole movie and she sees a bunch of gigantic winged insects in her fucking bed where the least the most place you wouldn't want to see a bunch of bugs in your bed where you're about to go to sleep and you're not going to be able to sleep knowing that there's something crawling around on you yeah she says good grief just good grief yeah i don't these that you're right these ants are so huge and like i i get it they needed it to to pick up better but if i were in there i don't know if this is a san francisco thing maybe they've got the big ants and it's not so weird but we have small oh yeah ants. we got we got <laughs> the big ants yeah. home of the big ants they say <laughs> we got the big ones oh um, every time i watch a movie about ants i'm like i've seen bigger i live in san francisco city buddy <laughs> the bay area the bay area has lots of big ants when I watch the movie Ants, I'm like, that could be, if I was the size of that ant, maybe that could be uh, accurate. I'm not sure. Sounds about right, I say, when I watch Ants. Thorax, <laughs> um, so, it's all there, buddy. So she's trying to cut, find the cause of the, the ant infestation. And she happens upon a book, the book written by the killer um, that she sent to jail that broke out and tried to kill her at the beginning of the movie. Um, it is, has a severed finger, um, that is marked on the chapter that she wrote up uh, or that he wrote about, um, the incident of her being hanged in the bathroom. So, um, this is all the, the killer sort of saying like, Hey, listen, you're next. This is the murder I'm going to be copying, even though it was not a successful one. So much like the screen franchise, <laughs> they keep trying to carry it out, creating these movies, even though the end of every movie, uh, was not successful. So this serial killer was caught and went to jail. Um, oh, Helen, you goddamn bitch. Yeah. Also, um, it, it's not really clear, though. How did he get all those ants in there? Did he, like, have an ant farm they just dumped? Because, like, even, like you said, she was looking for the source. But I'm like, ants don't just come because there's a severed finger, you know? So did he just mm. dump a bunch of ants? 
He must have. You can get them in the mail. Like I, when I had an ant farm as a kid. That's true. Yeah, but you usually have to like raise them from like uh, mm. you know you'd have to have a whole farm going. So like, maybe he did. Maybe that's his thing. And but when he's he's not just a serial killer, Kelly. Like he's got right. hobbies. He's got hobbies, and it might be ant farming. I'm so tired of of movies like stigmatizing serial killers and like it's like that's all we do is kill, kill, kill. It's like <laughs> we have ant farms. <laughs> we love ants um so i don't know why i'm saying we i've never killed anyone uh, uh, <laughs> i understand the concern uh, <laughs> so i wanted to say too that was murder by numbers by the police uh it was the name of that song yeah um so we get some webcam action here so uh they are webcamming with the uh the guy who um tried to kill Helen at the beginning of the movie. Harry uh, Connick Jr. Yes, Say I, his name. <laughs> Say his name. <laughs> he's a Southern gentleman. Um, <laughs> so he's at prison. He's he's very Hannibal Lecter, which is a movie that came out not too long before this. So I think it's, again, probably why this movie maybe, you know, it just, it has some elements to that. So they're, this is them kind of working with, they're working with the, the guy who knows he does this, you know, uh, they're this getting... all day. He knows <laughs> exactly. He's they're getting the dirt. So they're trying to figure out like, um, you know, it seems like you're working with this guy. Um, do you, have you talked to anyone, any idea of what's happening next? So he says, I think the f- go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to oh, no, no. derail. Oh, okay. I'm going to derail. Okay. Let me get through this scene then real quick. So, um, he says like, oh, this guy's meeting this guy at the time. He's uh, promised a pair of Helen's underpants in return. So Underpants, that... Paul, or squirrel covers? Squirrel covers? That's what he calls them. He calls ah, them squirrel covers. I, I missed that. I would have written that down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he wants the squirrel covers. She says yes. He's really, we'll, we'll talk more later, but he's positive. He's getting this. I don't know why <laughs> exactly. I guess in case this happens in the future, you know, they what Helen wants to stay on his good side, but he's really sure that this is at this transaction is, is uh, actually happening. Um, and do you <laughs> go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Oh, I've just been trying to say, uh, do you think prisoners are actually allowed to wear baseball hats in jail? I've never seen that before. I don't know. Maybe they give it to him during the webcam session. He's like, I want to look my best. I want my American hat <laughs> baseball hat. It just seems like he's got a lot of he's got a lot of freedom for being a murderer in jail. <clears throat> he's allowed to ask for women's squirrel covers just willy-nilly over a webcam. Yeah, that's true. With his baseball hat on, and the <laughs> officers are just kind of like, well, this is his time on the computer. <laughs> it's his time. He could do what he <laughs> wants with it. He wants to wear his hat. <laughs> um. So now, okay, so the, the idea is, okay, he, they know where this guy's going to meet. Um, apparently there was not a backup plan in case there was an issue, uh, because this whole next scene, which is just bizarre, um, we get sort of an unrelated arrest. Um, this man is being arrested. It's unclear why, at least I missed why, um, they 
have the one of the suspects handcuffed. There's a lot of commotion going on. Yeah, Sounds like what the fuck with this whole scene, honestly. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, there's like um a bunch of they're all in business gear, these men that are being mm-hmm. arrested. And like, it's supposed to be this whole thing. And it looks like it's supposed to be just a big distraction from the case. So you're like, nothing's going to come of this scene. It's just a distraction from the case. Like, this is just like a weird thing. So all these men are like in this room and like, they're, it's kind of like, you're kind of like, oh no, is there going to be like a riot situation, you mm. know? Cause they're all getting a little riled up. And so uh, Ruben like leaves the room for a second and he, he leaves his gun in in his desk but he doesn't lock it like you're supposed to do as a cop apparently and like we all know uh, naturally you always lock your gun um but i don't even understand why he took his gun off and put it in there I, why, why didn't he just have his gun on him i don't understand but so yeah he leaves and then he comes back and he offers the, the handcuffed man a donut and so he was like and then he's trying to be playful about it he's like but you have to take the glazed one because i eat the chocolates and whatever and then all of a sudden this man has the gun and he holds reuben at gunpoint and then you're like oh shit this is like a whole other thing yeah like uh, like what the fuck is going on like uh and then again we don't know who these men are they're just random people got arrested they're not part of the story yeah it felt like it was just like atmosphere stuff like it was just supposed to kind of set a tone and it was not the case (laughs) that that was what the scene was now I it's just I did not I, I have a question then because I thought that uh, ex-boyfriend man that was his gun and that's why he got suspended um, because he left his desk unlocked I was unsure why he got suspended why did oh, he get it might have been I uh, maybe I just missed and thought it was his own gun but it could have been the other guy's gun I'm unclear because that that scene lost me. Um, I kind of got lost in the chaos. So, and it's like but, yeah, there's a there's a lot going on in this scene because as this is going on, it keeps cutting back and forth between this scene um, that's getting all riled up, and then um, back in Sigourney's apartment where her gay best friend is about to go on a gay escapade. Uh, I only say that because they make it so flamboyant in this movie. Uh, But he's wearing a shirt that is very, like, very flamboyant. And he's like, they keep mentioning it. And he's like, oh, we're off to go out. And he's more gay now than he was ever in the previous scene. I I don't understand what's happening. He's getting more gay as it goes. Um, So he's got his boyfriend there. They're about to leave. And Sigourney's like, oh, have fun, you two um and then she's all like i remember when i used to have fun and then like oh. it keeps flashing back to ruben's situation which in this intense enough situation where you're like why are we not just watching one of these at a time like this is not a duel this is not like the same things happening in these two parts i want to like finish one of these stories you know yeah yeah, to be uh, fair to Andy, he was excited he was going out. So I think he was he feeling was. a little bit more playful. That's uh, true. I'm sorry. But he was like almost playing it differently. Um, but anyway, that was a joke. Another classic Paul joke. Landed- oh, the uh, the uh, audience is laughing their heads off. <laughs> Minnesota uh, mom, she left the podcast, but she's outside still listening. That's nice. She's, she's got it loud she enough. She is <laughs> laughing. She's laughing hysterically. If she's anything like Armand, so just something is playing in the house, uh, even if it's the middle of the night. So, <laughs> um, 
So um, Sigourney Weaver has just said goodbye to her best friend. He's leaving with his his uh, partner or just uh, maybe friend. I'm not really sure what the situation is there. And then it keeps flashing back to Ruben. Ruben's being held at gunpoint. All the cops are throwing their guns down. No one really knows what to do. Mm-hmm. No one, uh, uh, even the other men in this and the guy that's holding this guy, a uh, Ruben hostage, seem confused as to why this guy is doing it they're kind of like everyone's pretty much like dude we had it under control like the cops were being nice to us why did you why did you do this yeah it's very unclear what like what this this person's motive is and it's also very unclear why they're there in the first place so it's uh, this whole scene is very unclear um but uh, eventually, like, um, he drags him out into the hallway. Everyone has put their guns down. No one knows what to do. And this is when Holly Hunter comes in and she's she sees him from the side. She knows she has this angle. I'm not sure why she yells, hey, before she shoots. Mm. I like I feel like she I know she couldn't get like a clear shot, but he didn't know she was there. So she could have like kind of gotten like a vantage point or like got the upper hand in some way but instead she decides to yell hey and then she shoots um and she gets the guy that uh was holding reuben like uh at gunpoint and then we think the day is all saved uh because the the other man has fallen to the floor and reuben looks relieved and he's like look at that that's the love of my life over there that's that's mj that's That's the one i chose (laughs) that's mj i chose her I chose her over Sigourney in this moment because she just saved my life. Um, but then out of nowhere, Ruben gets shot by the same guy and he picks up his gun. So it's a very weird death for Ruben. It's just kind of like, I, I guess the movie just decided they didn't know what to do with him anymore. <laughs> so they're like, might as well kill him. I don't know. That's what my feeling was. Cause it's like, he's not really, I don't know. Like he's sort of just the, you know, the partner, like he doesn't have that big of an emotional impact here just because it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, that guy seemed all right. Like as a character, it's sad. We don't get to see him around, but at the same time, it's like, what did that mean? I get that. It was like, this was all a distraction and it like, it was so big that clearly they missed the, the meetup. Like, I get that that's all what happened. Right. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It felt kind of weird that it was his character that got this death. Um, yeah, it was bizarre. Like, I don't really, yeah, I don't really know what to do with it at all. And then it's like, on top of that, she does the thing where, like, we established the first scene we have with them where she shoots the, um, she shoots the guy in the shoulder. Oh, you're um, right. Yeah, she does what uh, a good cop should do, and it was terrible and she that's, had to learn she's supposed to shoot people 20 ah, times that's exactly the, the, the first thing i thought was like okay so <laughs> her method didn't work really ruben's method of just fucking shooting and like until shoot you first ask questions exactly, later exactly like that <laughs> i guess is that the takeaway is she is it supposed to be like i need to be more like i need to be you know more upfront, or i need to be more dangerous or i need to like shoot first and ask questions later like you said like is that what she learned in that moment like is that the big lesson that she's supposed to learn like she needs to be more 
courageous and more reckless and she should not be know. following the rules that's for goddamn sure <laughs> maybe that's it maybe and like then that. from here she just kind of has a heart to heart with the i think this is her ex-lover um she has a heart to heart with him and he uh, confesses that he still loves her and that he was jealous of Ruben, uh, which again kind of establishes that they were a thing, which uh, I guess mm-hmm. is kind of more clear now. I, I, it's still weird. But then he was like, "Oh, I, I wished he was dead so many times, but now I wish I was dead instead of him." And then this, this is the most emotion that you get of Ruben's death in I, any co- any capacity. It's from the man that like hates his guts and is mad that he's <laughs> hanging around his ex-girlfriend. Um, they do say in that scene, like, tell me why she dumped you. So it's like clear that they were an item before. Yeah. Um, it's he's bawling. And it's it like, is this his last attempt? Like, that's how I read it just based on their relationship before. I get it. I get it's like if he left the the drawer unlocked and he feels directly responsible or he really has this thing where he's like i wish so hard he was dead that he died which i just think is like i almost that's another childish thought yeah it is a childish thought you're right and it's like but it's like not one that is like i'm completely like it's like i i could see that like if you're just like so negative towards someone being like oh they died that's <laughs> that, i don't know but that like, sucks that totally <laughs> sucks well that sucks <laughs> for that dude but it was weird i hated that guy so much he fucking died <laughs> it is <laughs> it is weird <laughs> that it the most emotion was from this man and it it's just like it felt almost like is this his last attempt to get back with um mj like he's like oh here's my angle i'm gonna be real upset now, i don't <laughs> think it was like I, I didn't read it that way but like I no just... but then he does tell her that he loved her and then she just yeah. kind of like thank you <laughs> yeah it's like thanks <laughs> see ya my partner just died um <laughs> so that yeah that was bizarre it does seem like they're sort of like going to reconnect after this and that's bizarre based on like I don't know. It was just kind of weird. They didn't do a great job establishing the relationships and the connections between all these characters. Yeah, um, it's very unclear. I think it uh, was like impossible to do with the fact that you have to spend a lot of this time with, of this movie with Helen. It's like I I think maybe cut that down quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. After this scene is when uh, Holly or MJ tries to, she tries to turn her badge in and then uh, the her like boss cop is just like, I'm not losing three great cops in one day, which I was like, did you? Because did you really? <laughs> uh, who else on the force did you lose besides the two uh, here? Because clearly these are not the best cops you have. Um <laughs> uh, It'd be funny if he was like, I, it was like six cops. Like, there's just a bunch <laughs> of stories we didn't see. That like, he just it's like that Mr. Him. Show joke where the, uh, he's like, told told David Cross he had cancer. And then he goes, and then on top of that, I found out my best friend has cancer. And he goes, oh, man. He goes, and now you have it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. Well, yeah, go ahead. You were going into the story. 
um so from there um he tells her she can't resign and she's like fine uh, then she goes back to sigourney weaver's apartment to tell her what happened to reuben in person um and this is also where it gets bundled up again because uh and this is where it feels childish again because holly hunter or mj comes in and she was like i want to tell you in person because i wasn't sure of your relationship and that's when sigourney sigourney was like oh like we were nothing and i was like yeah <laughs> of course you fucking weren't anything like you met him once That's what so are true. you talking about what are you talking about and she's like yeah he came over but nothing happened it's like yeah oh. she was like oh she looked relieved but i was like <laughs> did did you mj actually think something happened like, or did you think that they were in a relationship that neither of them told you about? And when did they have time to do that? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> so that was just a very, very, very funny. And then especially because, like, they keep bringing uh, Ruben and MJ back as a couple. So it's like, so she just said nothing. She was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's what Ruben does, I guess, when he's not at the arcades. He's just <laughs> seducing women. You're and right. I... I'm not going to say anything about it because that's just what Ruben does. That's Ruben. But yeah, she looks so she looks so relieved when Sigourney's just kind of like, "Oh, sweetie, no, oh no, <laughs> yeah, God like, no." So what's your plan now? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, MJ. Oh. Um, well, he would have dated me. <laughs> um, oh, sweetie. <laughs> Now, this is the unfortunate scene with Andy. Uh, poor Andy. Um, oh, God. Really I guessed. I honestly guessed. I was really, like, I, I thought he had gotten out of it. I thought this was sort of going to be the thing where it's like, oh, Andy's in danger. We need to get there now. Um, and then to stop it. But, like, yeah, so we see uh, Killer Man. Um, he... And this is a very funny scene to me. I, I'll let you, uh, I just want to say something real quick. Yeah. This scene is very, very funny to me because like you see him walking um, down, I guess I didn't catch that Andy was in trouble at this point. Um, but you see him like walking through a bar. He, he spiked one of his drinks and he's clearly like walking towards someone with it, but he like a woman bumps into him and he just goes, bitch yeah and then like kind of pulls himself back together to be like i'm fun i'm grooving i'm going it's just a very like it's a very scary sight to me because you just think like you don't really know yeah like what a what a person's actually like when you just like meet them briefly so it's like you're probably running across people not serial killers necessarily but you're probably running across people like this all the time where it's like they want to appear like fun loving mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. cool and great like while they're walking but you're just kind of like oh there's just these like little moments where they show who they are so quickly you know so it gets scary to think that like oh like you could be at a bar and just go home with someone like willy-nilly and just be like oh that that could be an awful human being that you just like met for that free like brief moment so it's just creepy to see like a serial killer situation where it's yeah. just like oh like this this person's an awful person like we know from that but like just him walking across the bar getting bumped into and just immediately being like bitch you're just like whoa yeah but yeah go go back into the story i just wanted to say that real quick no, that's, it, was, it was crazy that is like it's, it's funny to, it's just like he's sort of like adapts to the situation he's like though the nice like he's kind of playing the serial killers too which is interesting yeah like he doesn't really have a consistent way he deals with people or like a consistent um 
face that he puts on. He's sort of just like whatever in the moment that he feels is the best for that is what he's going to do. And in this case, it was, yeah, like he was just sort of the sleazy club guy. Um, it was, it was unsettling to see him put the stuff in the drink and like, just to just think about how frequently that shit happens and like, yeah, just it's how creepy. creepy it is. And like, he's walking, you're right. It's just like you bump into that person. It's like, you'll probably think back at that. Sometimes, you know, you think back to interactions you've had with people. It's like, that fucking guy was a jerk. And it's like, <laughs> what, what, like just bizarre. Cause to think of, of what kind of people they are outside of that. Um, yeah. And it's funny that you said that, cause I guess I, I didn't really think of it this way, but like you said that he was like playing the character of the serial killer as he was going. Cause you're right in that scene. Like that's not the first time that happens as he's walking. I think this actor does a really good job because you yeah. really think of him as a creep, but as he's walking, he does the bitch moment. And then he goes, he tries to get back into it where he's like smiling and walking. And then another person kind of like comes close to a bumping him. And he kind of has like a weird, like glare at him. And then he has to like remind himself to get back into like the, Oh, I'm walking. I'm funky. So like, it feels like he's really thinking about sure. getting into character. And I didn't really think about it that way. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. So I, yeah, I think this guy did an awesome job and we'll talk more about his performance at the end, but um, so he goes, gives the drinks to Andy and his friends and the, the drug drink to Andy at the same time. And this is where I thought maybe there's a chance someone's going to intervene because Helen realizes that she realizes the pattern. So the pattern is the killers that she said during that lecture at the beginning or the lecture she yeah, does they're, they're in order of the way the way where she brought them up they're in order yeah so she's now realized that because of knowing that order that the next victim is going to be a man or is likely going to be a man and then i think that she immediately jumps to andy um and again where to the point where i'm like oh okay so hopefully <laughs> hopefully something happens this is this is you know that standard like kill your gaze trope like if you get introduced as gay especially in a movie like this you're not going to make it through and it just does always happen um and just hopeful that it's like well maybe they'll make it out of this one and no he's 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 dead yeah. um then Helen's he gets back. suffocated in the alleyway and then i think his head chopped off is the Ooh. whole situation. I remember it being particularly brutal. Um, yeah. Cause he saw, I, I, I know it's whatever serial killer it's like he's doing his MO, but like he saws off the head and then uh, people find the body without the head. Um, but he's wearing uh, the shirt. I think that's why they make a big deal about the shirt. He's uh, wearing because okay. like later he's in the uh, uh, Marina and you see the shirt and you're like, shit. Yeah. And then I think this is really the only death so far I had an emotional reaction to. Ruben, I was like, that sucks, but I didn't really yeah. feel bad. But Andy, uh, like I said, I even I think I texted you when because I was watching, yeah, I yeah. watched the rest of this during lunch. Uh, so I was like watching it and I like I gasped when I saw Andy because I was like, no. And then, like, yeah, when they find his body, I'm like, shit. Like, it, it, I, I don't, like, you don't really necessarily get that attached to him. But I also think the characters mourn him more than Ruben as well. Ruben does not get much except yeah. that one man. Like, they're just kind of like, well, I guess the love triangle's gone. 
should we be lesbians? Yeah, <laughs> like let's try that one. Uh, it's the only thing we haven't done yet. Um, yeah, that that one did. I was because I was I did have that reaction to being like, oh shit, it's Andy. Oh great, Helen knows. Maybe they can stop it. Oh god, <laughs> like it was pretty. And it, it was just like he was a nice guy and like seemed to care for Helen. I and I like Helen a lot in this movie. Like I think Sigourney yeah. does a really really good job, and. Like, I just think that, like, she seems like the only time she's a human, I think, on purpose is when she's talking to him. Um, so you can kind of see how that he is helping her to sort of get through things and become, you know, sort of get back into society. And you you can feel that they did a good job of making those scenes like, oh, this is actually something. And that yeah, that was that was uh, sad to see that. Um, and Helen immediately is back to her weird photoshops. Um, <laughs> she's doing more of those. They learn in this this time who the killer is. They have the name, and I believe it's due to a car registration, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they they hunted down the um the bug. Okay, and they found his name. Um, so yeah, they they oh oh they had a witness at the bar that um saw him give the drinks to Andy and his ah, friend. Ah, yes. And that he pointed about they were they were showing him the the yes. pictures of the registrations, and he said that's the guy. So they found that's him, it. and they're they're on their way to go question him. And at the same time, Helen is photoshopping herself into. Some kind of photo. I don't know what the photo represents, honestly. I don't, uh, again, we don't know enough about serial killers to, I think, get the full connections to all yeah, this. Yeah. But she's photoshopping herself into some photo and she sent it to him to kind of like be like, I'm ready. Um, I'm your next person. Let's do this thing. Yeah. So the cops are on their way to this guy's house and um, Sigourney is being like, let's fucking go, bitch. I'm done. Yeah, she's ready. Um, and they the cops bust in to the house. The uh woman who we're not sure what the relationship with the killer, the the girlfriend um is dead. He has killed her. Lord, and- the ugly woman is dead. <laughs> um, and they go down to the basement and he's rigged it to ex- kind of explode as they open the door. So they are about to get into his laboratory you know where he does all his weird shit um open the door it explodes they run out of the house the whole house uh, burns down um and and mj is so relieved to see that all the cops get out because she cannot handle any more deaths because she was like count i think she was counting them i'm not sure she was like oh no and then she sees the last one come out and she like breathes a sigh of relief and she's like oh not again um but at the same time yeah. uh the the actual serial killer is back at sigourney's apartment where a yet another dumbass cop is not paying enough attention and does not i i'm just it blows my mind how much these cops are not even trying to save the day in any capacity because okay so they uh they knock on the door or Sigourney hears a knock at the door and she looks through the the peephole and then yells out you guys need to use the restroom again because she sees two cops outside um the cop 
I know that he's got a, a knife to his throat, as we see when she opens the door. He does not say anything. He could at least say, don't open the door. He knows he's going to die, you know? What confused me about that is, though, that's not the cop who was watching her door because he's dead outside. There's another yeah, it, cop. So who is this he, man? I have no idea, but he just looks scared. Yeah. Okay, he looks like so, they got him in a cop uniform and he's just like, what is going on? And yeah, then. Because I, I, it's clear, though, that he could have said something because he looks like just confused and concerned when yeah. she opens the door. But he's like looking around. So I was like, yell, don't open the door. Yeah. Dude, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I get I, there's no way that he's going to be saved like he she's not going to open the door and like do a karate chop to the guy holding a knife to his neck you know yeah so it's like just save save this person save this other person but instead he's just kind of like oh what and then he gets his throat slit so it's <laughs> yeah. just like all right well another job well done sir yeah good job cops um <laughs> So, but this is when we start to see uh, this guy's full-on acting chops as the serial killer, because like he goes full force uh, attacking Sigourney, um, and he's like, "I'm like, this is his big moment. Like, he attacks her, he drugs her, and he takes her to a second location." Mm -hmm. And the the dead cop, um, he I guess drags the the dead cop to a second location as well because that's he sets true, up yeah. He sets up this whole crime scene. So he takes him back to the bathroom. Um, before before we leave the scene completely. Okay. Isn't it so funny that he bothered to wear a fake mustache for this? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. Well, she might know what he looks like at this point. I guess, but he has a, a, a that's his only thing. And he like, yeah, dra yeah. like he drags her and pushes her down, dramatically rips off the mustache. Like she's going to be like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> Like, this I, man I that beat the shit out, out of me yeah. is the serial killer. I thought you were a cop the whole time. I thought you but were yeah, he rips it off guys. like it's supposed to be a big reveal or something. But I'm like, buddy, you already have her pinned down. Like, it's like, it's not a reveal. Right. Yeah, she's figured it out at this point. So, yeah, they, uh, yeah, then uh, we get the scene where he's setting up the um, kill in the bathroom. And like it's the same kill, the attempted kill again from the beginning of the movie. She's in the bathroom at the place where she was given the lecture. Um, she is hung from the ceiling, um, and she's on the she's kind of like she's on the toilet, or she's got her heels on the toilet, so she's like wearing the same thing. Um, has her heels. Yeah, he he dressed her up in the dress. Everything's the mm -hmm. same. He even he like even she had like her shoes on and he took one off and like yeah. put it by the window and he was like, "Can you help me out here? Can is this exactly what it looked like?" Um and and MJ had previously before they left the apartment, we heard her say on the answering machine that she's coming over. So she uh, is briefly in Sigourney's apartment and sees what happened and then mm -hmm. realizes where she is and MJ's on the way. Yeah, MJ's on the way um, in the stall. Um, Helen is hanging from the cord and the serial killer is getting in her face and being like, hey, uh, uh, ooh, he's scared and like ripping her clothes <laughs> and stuff. And she's like, fuck you. I'm sick of this shit. Spits in his face and is like, 
what are you going to do about it, tough guy? And he's getting pissed. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. And she's <laughs> like, all right, fucking do it then. It's a cool scene of her just like, she, and she's established before and has said several times, like, these guys just want control. They want you to be scared. And she's not giving it to him, um, which is cool. Like, she's like, more so than any cop in this movie is like, you know what? I'm fuck this. I'm taking control of the situation. Um, at the same time, MJ is coming down the hall to the restroom. Um, she triggers an alarm on accident. And I like the way that this is played. Cause it is like, she's like, God damn it. Like I should have thought of this. Like um, that alerts the killer. Like, Hey, there's somebody in the hallway. He figured somebody was going to come. So he triggered it. So he knew if someone's going to come down um, and she ends up, cause she's been told by boss man, like, Hey, don't fucking mess with this. And I think at this point, she's got to kind of be like, hey, listen, I messed with this. Um, <laughs> and she like, she's, I think at that point, kind of admitted where she was. Um, she then. I kind of stopped writing notes here because I did think the ending was pretty thrilling. Um, it was. It was good. So at this point, uh, Sigourney is. She's uh, being held up like she's in the position. He's messing with her. Uh, Holly Hunter does finally eventually make her way into the restroom where she does exactly what the cop in the first scene does. Yeah. She starts to assess the situation and look for him. And she even like uh, so Sigourney this whole time she's struggling. She's trying to like pull the wire away yeah. from her neck. Um, the killer is nowhere to be seen when MJ comes into the room. She thinks that he's in the broom closet. So she fires like four shots into that without um, looking around. And she just is. Uh, and then she like opens the door, like certain that he's in there and she's killed him and she opens it and a mop falls out. Um, but uh, yeah, during this whole thing, Sigourney's just like dangling. And I'm like, get her down like why yeah. is that not the first thing people do when they come in and see someone hanging from the ceiling yeah get her like, down just like watch your back but help her get out of the situation immediately yeah. and like and helen is with her eyes kind of like signaling like he went over that way um, Yeah. so i believe at this point um that he okay so the cop the dead cop is laying on the ground um she's searching for the guy it turns out that she is um somehow i guess was he still wearing his cop uniform i don't think he was so he gets into the position where the dead cop was on the ground the killer does and is kind of sitting there waiting for um for MJ to have her back turned. And then he strikes, he gets up, um, grabs Helen and is like threatening to kill her with, with um, I'm sorry, grabs MJ and uh, Helen is kind of sitting there. And even though Helen has a noose around her neck is, is suffocating and dangling only barely on a toilet. She's the only one smart enough to do anything ever. Um, she kicks her shoe off and knows she's figured out that like this dude needs everything to be exact. Like he is like a perfectionist. If anything slightly is off, um, he's going to lose his shit. So he, she uh -huh. kicks off her shoe. She like starts to really fucking starts to hurt herself. And he's like, God damn it. What are you doing? Like, um, 
Yeah, she, but at this point, she's prepared to kill herself to piss this guy off and pretty save much. MJ's life, pretty much. Because she she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang myself. I'm gonna finish it off now. And then that's when he uh, leaves M- MJ's side and, and tries to like pull Sigourney back up. He's like, oh, I'm not like, no, 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 you're fucking ruining it. You're ruining it. Yep. <laughs> um. Um, so, yeah, he lets her down. And that's when Sigourney starts to get the upper hand again. Yes. So I believe that she does. She stab him um, <sighs> at this point. I know she escapes. And um, she runs out. She should have grabbed the gun, but she is. Uh, yeah, she sta- She stabs him in the leg and runs. Yeah. Stabs so him. at this point, MJ is still um, is still in the bathroom, but she runs and they end up on the roof. Oh, and before that, she does spray him with something to get in his eyes. So he's also sort of like completely disoriented, like can't see, um, doesn't seem to have the weapon. And then she's just like um she runs up she gets on the roof he follows her um she's having trouble again getting outside because yeah this is where the agoraphobia comes back in where yeah. she's like oh fuck oh shit oh shit um and sigourney did her research and she knows how to play it she yeah. is agoraphobic. i believe it i, I believe, believe it. it i believe it too um so she forced outside by the killer it seems like this is it He's going to kill her, uh, but who should show up um, with her bulletproof vest, we should say. <laughs> we completely forgot to say that um, he shoots her like twice in the chest. We did establish earlier that MJ was wearing a bulletproof vest. Um, so unlike the screams, at least it was like, hey, look, this is what I'm wearing. Uh, <laughs> killer, killer doesn't shoot her at the head, shoots her twice in the chest. Um, she... Uh, regains consciousness runs upstairs and just fucking blows this guy away she Um, just starts firing she learned from the reuben incident that she needs to fire first and ask questions later (laughs) and she fucking just unloads her weapon on this guy yeah yeah and like eventually like he keeps coming and it's like shoots him Uh keeps coming and then she's like okay i gotta shoot her it very much like the ending of a lot of screams where it's like the head shoot him in the fucking head and finally she shoots (laughs) him in the head um and he's dead and we get a moment where they are like hey we made it um this is all capped with at the very end we have um our killer iconic jr we have uh hannibal lecter in jail um setting up the next murder that he's gonna yeah. so this is where we find out that this guy was recruited from harry connick jr it wasn't just a random thing yeah and they should have never trusted him and offered him squirrel covers because he could not deliver what he was actually proposing at all so they're lucky that there was no handoff and he was uh, he was using the, the he was giving he was offering the squirrel covers to somebody else. So it's yeah. like he also used that. So I don't know if they were setting something up for more of these or what, but that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and I think um the biggest thing, like the uh the the baseball hats. So he's he's writing this in a letter to somebody. Do do the police just let inmates especially serial killers write letters and then just deliver them for them 
Like, uh, do they, like, I, I understand there's privacy in that inmates are people as well, but it's like, um, if you're a serial killer and you're, uh, having correspondence, um, are you just allowed to just send out like, uh, anything you want without it being read through? Like if you're I, a serial killer, I feel like it would be like a, a military thing where they get the letters and they like black out certain parts of it. Yeah. That's how I feel. I was just kind of like, he's putting a lot of information in just a letter and he's like, send it out, police. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That is, this that is details funny. what I did and what I'm planning to do. <laughs> so when I get my visitor, just know that we're going to be talking about uh, a situation where <laughs> Helen uh, uh, could be murdered again. Squirrel covers, all that, you know, you know, the, the whole thing. I, I just think it's very funny that he's just writing a letter and he just kind of seals it and he's like, uh, yeah, the police will take care of delivering this. <laughs> well, to be fair, we have learned from this movie that, that the cops and are just <laughs> absolute true. idiots. So perhaps they would. <laughs> um, he says this is for delivery. We can't open it. It's sealed. <laughs> uh, let's uh, quickly do our final thoughts and... Uh, move on <laughs> I, don't know I, I did about. like this more than I thought I would because usually I don't yeah. like uh, true crime stuff I know it wasn't essentially true crime but it had like elements of it Yeah. Um, but I I'm I'm not usually a huge fan but I, I did think this was super interesting and I think uh, all the all the people did phenomenal acting mm-hmm. jobs so it was like it's always fun to watch uh, Sigourney Weaver go like she was she was fucking amazing as usual so and the the endings probably the last twenty minutes were like really good. Yeah. Like it was very climatic. Like I I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was really well done. I don't know. I I I probably would never watch it again, but I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, it was just it was like one of the. It's exactly what you want from a movie like this. Like it's exactly what you want from this kind of thriller. Like it's kind of silly. It's fun. The performances are are big, but they're good. Like a lot. Like I, I particularly think Holly Hunter did a really good job with her character. She did. Like she I'm did sorry about what I said about job. Holly Hunter. Like she's just like her. The review I read like compared her to like a third grade teacher dealing with her students. I'm like, that's exactly how she did it. Like <laughs> that's exactly what she did. She did it so well. Um, and uh, Sigourney Weaver was fantastic in this. And like those two performances, if anything else, were worth watching this movie for. Um, th- th- obviously, there's a lot of things we talked about that we didn't like or didn't make a lot of sense. But like, I think it was. Yeah, but that's not their fault. It was just a lot of stuff in the exactly. actual like writing. But it was nice, especially in an, uh, uh, this. I think it was 95. Is this a 95 yeah, yeah. movie? You don't really see two female leads that often, like especially in that time. And it was it was very like they were smart. They they got the job done. They they outsmarted this like uh, handsome white man. You know, like it was cool to see yeah. just two women kicking ass. And, uh, and and as as we keep making fun of, there wasn't really a love story. So it was like, yeah, yeah there was like a little bit of the stupid like uh, he he is about Ruben. But like that, uh, I, I don't know, I guess it did really pass the Bechdel test because they didn't spend a lot of time talking about men. It was usually just uh, ass kicking times. 
yeah most <laughs> most of it was asking that in scene was as exciting as hell uh i wanted to say to whoever the hell the killer actor was i think he is a big actor but i don't really know anything at all i don't know him either yeah he, uh, but he was good he was really good his, his performance at the end was fantastic and just the three of them together performing that at the end is like hell yeah like it was like yeah. i talked about a lot with scream 2 where i was like not my favorite but i love that ending so fucking much and that's kind of how i felt about this uh except the story made more sense on top of it so um i don't know i i had a lot of fun this is a good popcorn popcorn classic i almost said popcorn that. classic not uh uh what is that show called cinema 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 on cinema thank you jeez um, uh, the tim Hi oh, okay that's where yeah. you are that's where i am so i see what you're doing i was like what <laughs> uh so anyway <laughs> uh that's it from us folks hey um just remember that we're gonna watch another movie and talk about it so <laughs> deal with that <laughs> Uh, it'll actually be uh, it'll be fun to go through these because there's so many good actors in this that we're gonna have a lot to choose from yeah yeah this will be a fun one to go to the next one it'll be yeah. interesting to decide so i think you should decide though since no you pick copycat i did because yeah you kept picking well i picked that movie that didn't exist <laughs> by accident that's right and i picked that one that was horrible so um <laughs> Why don't you pick, you send me the actor and I'll pick the movie. How about that? We'll just okay, switch that up. Good. All right. This is awesome. Uh, well, good night, everyone. Neighbors Trash. I'm Paul. That's Kelly. Check us out again. We'll be back. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> Classic.